1: Podisque podcast is a founding member of the OddPods Media Network.
2: Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Richie, and I'm Little Matt. And here at the 500 Section Lounge, we have a few requirements. First, you've got to be able to talk about anything at all. Secondly, you need to be able to laugh, play games, and talk to some very interesting people. From sports radio personalities to reality television contest finalists and everything in between, we talk to them all. Yeah, it's all right here in the lounge. So be on the lookout for what we do next. And always be there to grab grab a a listen. listen.
1: Potaskew podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my head of life, mate Rico. What's up, man? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth, man? Ain't nobody understand the words coming out of your mouth.
2: <laughs> we did a little bit for you guys. There you Hi, go. Everyone.
1: And you would think that was planned. <laughs> I mean, yes, I. I we, we don't plan
2: anything here. We're we're Shit. we're.
1: We're lucky, we're lucky we get a recording done. Um That's true. <laughs> what's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, i I I mean I told you this, but like I feel
2: c- fucking kind of sick. I don't understand why. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing out on you. Like maybe uh, all of a sudden I started feeling sick because because you leave my house.
1: Or I that brought you gave me something and then
2: fucked I, off. Thanks I was gonna say
1: I brought some weird East Coast disease with me. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's fucking ease. It's fucking, it's, I got the Jersey fucking devil syndrome in my fucking system.
1: (laughs) I don't know with all the omen talk last episode, there might, there might have been some devil. Oh man. Oh man. Um, Yeah, man. We're, we're here. Uh, It is, Christ, can you believe it's almost, no joke, it's almost been a month since I've been there already. Like, that's crazy it
2: is weird it's it's super fucking strange yeah
1: yeah uh, it, like...
2: it's not as strange as you being in my house but it was the, <laughs> like it's it's a little it's a little strange like i, I feel like i'm i'm a little homesick i'm i'm uh a life mate sick like i almost, i don't know it's
1: I tend to make people sick, so that works. You,
2: you know what it is? It's like when an amputee, like, years later, like, scratches an itch that of her limb that's not there. That's you <laughs> and me right now. All
1: right. If I'm scratching
2: enough, my yeah. itch, and you're not here.
1: Um, I,
2: yeah. You're my rash. Like, I, you're, my, <laughs> you're my rash all the way from across the country.
1: I'd rather be your rash than your balls, I'll tell you that, because that's where my brain went for a minute
2: um well you did leave your balls in oakland
1: i did i did did you absolutely did
2: you, yeah. you fucking i found them i found one
1: i think i it found was only... one of
2: your balls and it was for some reason it was in the kitchen why the fuck did you leave your ball in my kitchen
1: well i spent a lot of time in there so you know. it's
2: true yeah that's what you missed you're like did i pack everything no you forgot I to f- pack your Left testicles. my testicles uh i don't <laughs> think we could airmail that <laughs> no. That that'll oh. be expensive. It'll take at least seventeen stamps to to uh, mail your testicles back to Jersey.
1: We should talk about that real quick. How I actually ended up coming home with Steph's mouse and she had mine, and we had to send the uh, little dongle pieces to each other.
2: That was it. Was almost you were sending each other your balls back and forth. It was kind, kind of, of yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um. She I mean, also
1: also. But I will say. Um. And I, I don't even think I said this to you yet, and it's not for any reason except that just life, but um, she also sent a very nice card thanking me for coming out and surprising you and mm. making your birthday as special as I could just by my presence, which I thought was sweet of her to say and also a lie on your part, but that's okay.
2: Well, I knew nothing about it, so it's not a lie, so, you know. No, it's, I, it's, I,
1: it's, it's a lie in that I made it special because I kept you from getting laid for like 10 days, and you were like, I, dude, you brought that up more <laughs> i think you realize
2: i think i was hamming it up for the most part but it was sure. it was i mean i mean what are you gonna do? what are you gonna do yeah what are you, you gonna know? do
1: um all right so that that aside though we we are here today um you know i'm fresh off the resumption uh i think that's the word i'm looking for resumption yeah
2: that's a fucking word
1: i think so I, if it's not, I just... <laughs> if it is, if it is now if now yeah of um Mark's board game night, uh, that started up again for the first time in, like, 18 months because of COVID. So I right. uh, was up there with all those guys last night. That was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. It's the most odd board game night we've ever had since I've been there. Uh, I find that hard to believe,
2: to be perfectly honest.
1: No. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it. it is hard to believe, but I'll tell you why. Because it was the first board game night to not actually feature a board game. We did not play a game the entire 7 hours up there.
2: Uh, are you just is this you coming out? Like what 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 are you trying to tell? No, me? Like, you
1: know we just ended up talking and like cuz we had no we hadn't talked to each other as a group in over a year. So I think it just ended up being like the,
2: You guys put the board in board game night. You know
1: fuck you. No, <laughs> trust me, I haven't laughed that hard in in quite a while, like it's, cause it's oh, about,
2: that's, that's good to know. You just hung out with me, you and, and... oh, and I
1: laughed pretty heavily with you. But let me tell you something. Like I listen, there's very few groups of people I hang out with in my lifetime, let alone in my current, you know, uh, scenarios that I leave with my ribs hurting. Like that, uh-huh. that place has always done that. You, we had some laughs. Don't get me wrong, I had a fun. No,
2: you, you left here with your ribs hurting, but it wasn't because you were laughing. No, it, was, it wasn't from I, laughing. I, no, I fucked up, and you ate shit because I was trying to help you.
1: No, it was that fucking couch. Jesus. Um, oh, uh,
2: okay. Well, all right. <laughs> Fuck you.
1: <laughs> but no, we're uh, we're here as a result, because if you pay attention to the show, and I've talked about the game nights before, I get in a very ungodly hours from <laughs> doing that. So uh, we decided to go with a pretty simple franchise this week, uh, and uh, we did... We did. We're going to talk about Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker and Rush Hour. I
2: I will say this, for the past three years and hundred and fucking fifty episodes. Actually, and, and plus,
1: according to Spreaker, if you include all of our bonus content, this is our two hundredth piece of content that we're putting out. This is. This is. This will be our two hundredth. Now it's not our two hundredth episode, but it's our two hundredth piece of
2: content. So yeah. uh of content. So. For the most of the time, in fact, almost entirely of the time, I will do homework and I will rewatch what we're going to discuss, as do you usually, or I'll re- you know, reach out on trivia and blah, 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 blah. This is the first time and it was a mixture of I don't give a fuck as much, but it was also it was like I've also seen all three Rush Hour films. So many times that I don't feel like I need to watch it. So this is actually the first time where I'm going into an episode without having, quote unquote, done my homework. My dog ate my fucking homework. Let's I'm, I'm giving that excuse. Um, also, I just like I i liked all three rush hour films. I think they should stop that. I don't think they should make another one. There's rumors for years that they're going to be making a fourth one and it's going to be set in Russia, which for me makes it seem like the whole sole purpose of that is to have the title be Russia Hour, which is just stupid.
1: I'm actually um, looking at that right now, and it's not making any reference to Russia specifically. It's saying they I, want to make the movie, but there's no reference to Russia anyway. I,
2: I've heard off and on. Here's why it'll probably not happen is because of Brett Ratner.
1: That's yeah, so should we get the elephant out of the room here or— Yeah, let's, um, okay.
2: There once was a man named Brett. (laughs) (laughs) Who, who, uh, maybe I can come up with a limerick of this. Um, Uh Uh-oh. There there once was a director named Brett who frequently was inappropriate on set. (laughs)
0: Jesus.
2: (laughs) It's, yeah, I mean, we're, we're laughing because limericks are funny, but like, It's really uh this unfortunately is a franchise where like like whenever you talk about a Harvey Weinstein like led film where he was like really behind the scenes like Dogma or 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 anything that like Miramax was like really heavily involved in you kind of get like or like Kevin Spacey or like Bill Cosby Brett Ratner is even if you took the sexual harassment shit out and the alleged uh, sexual assaults and rapes. He's just a douchebag. He's just a douchey fucking dude. Uh and it we're we're kind of in that weird situation where it's like can you take the filmmaker out and still enjoy the films? It's hard. It's really fucking hard. I think, really I think it's
1: hard. easier with I think it's easier with their director. And you know, well 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 one is too many, you know, like okay. Real quick, no, right, about, well, okay. one one is still too many. I'm not going to lie and tell you that when you add a bunch of numbers, it makes it worse. Right. So like not excusing Ratner or absolving him in any capacity. But if you line him up next to like Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby. And it's like, OK, it's not as bad, <laughs> well, but it's, let me, let it's me, not forgivable either.
2: Well, but, let me put it this way. Uh Roman Polanski.
1: That guy. See, yeah.
2: I have a hard time watching most of his films. Like I have a I have a fondness for the film The Ninth Gate.
1: I don't know that I've ever seen any of his films, honestly.
2: Um The the pianist I I remember I seeing saw Pirxa. that
1: once when my mom made me watch it when I was like ten. So I don't know if I or no, I think I was even younger. I don't think I count. No, no, no,
2: no, no, not the piano, the pianist.
1: I think yeah, I think that's the were, one. I was. You were not ten
2: with with the Holocaust film with fucking, uh, um, Adrian Brody.
1: Oh, maybe maybe I am thinking of the wrong one then.
2: It's a Holocaust film, and and and, uh, but that that being said. Brett Ratner has never has not been confirmed if he's done any of these allegations and and assaults. And it has been confirmed that he is a complete douchebag windbag.
1: Right. Right.
2: So does him being an asshole make him a rapist? No, but he probably did this shit. I'm just saying. Um, But I don't know the facts. But uh, same thing with Polanski. We know Polanski did what he did. He admitted to it. She admitted to it. Right. It, it was a whole big fucking thing. So since then, I have a hard time. I have a hard time with anybody preying on anybody. I don't care if they're a sure. man or woman.
1: Sure.
2: Also, I just don't like douchebags. Uh,
1: Holy crap. He's uh, actually in Rush Hour 3. I did but, not put that together, but he actually is. No, yeah, he plays, he
2: plays the detective. He's the little ass detective. Yeah. The I reason think... why is because they were shooting in Paris. And Polanski...
1: Is hiding in Paris, yeah. Right.
2: Although I believe ever since that film came out, he actually has been, like, he was detained from, like, certain authorities, but I don't think he's arrested. I think he was able to, like, flee and hide in Switzerland or some um, shit.
1: I'm actually kind of happy, I mean, spoilers, but I'm actually kind of happy that Jackie and Chris Tucker punch him in the face by the end of that movie now.
2: Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah.
1: Um, I, I'm looking at, at his IMDb, and I am proud to say that if you don't count Rush Hour 3, I've never seen anything he's been involved in.
2: Good. I've seen Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby. I've seen The Ninth Gate. Ninth Gate is, is pretty interesting. Johnny Depp plays a book detective. Like, literally, his whole job is to hunt down rare books and find out they're authentic, and he's kind of a swindler. And he gets hired by, um, Frank Langella to authenticate whether this particular book is the actual satanic bible and if you get the authentic book you can summon the devil so it's depp running around in europe trying to there's only two other alleged proper copies so it's like him and murder mystery and satanic bullshit it's it's kind of an interesting film yeah uh that being said I've actually seen a lot of Brett Ratner's films.
1: So have I. Yeah, I'm and I liked a lot
2: of them. I mean, I I don't particularly find him a, a astounding director, but he can make a movie.
1: Yeah, he makes a fun. No, he makes fun. He he makes or produces what I would call fun movies, or or what I know a friend of mine calls popcorn movies. Like they're right. not, you know,
2: they're they're theater flicks.
1: They're movies. They're not films. That's really the way to kind of. With them.
2: one exception, I thought he did a pretty fucking outstanding job handling a Hannibal Lecter film. He did Red Dragon.
1: I see that. Yeah.
2: And I thought Red Dragon was, for me personally, just as good as Sounds of the Lambs.
1: That's the one with Ed Norton, right? Yes. Yeah. I I mean, it
2: helps that Anthony Hopkins is in it. It helps that Edward Norton is in it. It helps that Ray Fiennes is in it. But... Like... He did a he did a good guy job. So so
1: you have Hannibal Lecter, you have Voldemort, and just one of the biggest douchebags in Hollywood in the same film. No wonder it's a horror film about evil guys.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's when Hannibal and the Hulk team up.
1: Yeah, that's a Hulk. A Hulk. Yeah. Um,
2: the Incredible Hannibal.
1: I'm looking, I'm looking at it here. You know, like you can, you can blow him all you want for Red Dragon. And then I use that term loosely, but then he also fucking made X-Men Last Stand. So.
2: Which. But here, here's what I'm saying. X-Men the Last Stand was taken over by him when Brian Singer went and fuck it, fucked off to Superman Returns. Yep. And if you like, like Kevin Smith said, like, if you had to choose, you'd be like, dude, Fucking Bratner over fucking Singer. Singer all the way. And then he's like, fucking Superman Returns was a boring-ass movie, and I got to give credit to Ratner because he made another X-Men film. It was a bad X-Men film, but it it still felt like it was part of the fucking first two films. True. Whereas Superman Returns, like we discussed last week...
1: We didn't actually get any of Superman Returns that much. But, like,
2: we basically kind of, like, oh, his intent was to make it... Canon with the Donnerverse, and it was just like, yeah, you kind of fucked up here, man.
1: Yeah, that's true. Also, um,
2: how the fuck does Margot Kidder become Kate Bosworth? I don't give a fuck how good of them as an actress she is. You can't do that.
1: Yeah, but I'll take Kate Bosworth over Margot Kidder. Yeah, because one of them is dead. Well, death aside, I would still take Kate Bosworth.
2: Um, Margot Kidder. In Superman 1 area was pretty fucking I'd fine. Nothing take... against Kate Bosworth,
1: but. No, I'd still take Kate Bosworth.
2: Um... Brian Routh does a great Chris Reeve. I give him that fucking credit. And I think Kevin Spacey actually did a convincing enough job to replace Gene Hackman with Flawless.
1: I, I think he's the second best on screen Luther I've ever seen.
2: I agree. I do agree. But for consistency's sake, he looks and sounds a little bit like Gene Hackman.
1: And that might be what he was going for. Yeah.
2: So well, I hope so. But, but that being said, Ratner did fucking X Men: The Last Stand, and holy fuck, was that a movie?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey, Brett Ratner and and I mean, since we're still talking about how much of a piece of shit Brett Ratner is, he's the one who fucking outed Ellen Page, now yeah. known as Elliot Page. That's right. my bad. I meant I I fucked up. No.
1: Well, Elliot at the Page. at the time, to- you know, I think I I. I I appreciate, and I think fans of his and and supporters of his would appreciate you correcting yourself. However, at the time that the the incident occurred, he was still Ellen Page. He's now Elliot Page, and we acknowledge that. But at right. the time, it was still Ellen.
2: All right. Now, imagine you're Ellen Page. You're what twenty years old, maybe younger. I th- no, I think I think I'm talking for in fucking uh, X Men.
1: No, I know I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to figure that out for you. I think that came
2: out in like two thousand six or seven.
1: I'm looking now. Hold on.
2: Elliot Page must have been at the most twenty one.
1: Let's see if that X Men last damn two thousand six. And according to this we actually share our birthday. Seven years Oh really? Seven years younger than me, but same same day. Um so 8- eighty seven to two thousand twenty one. No, nineteen. Nineteen.
2: Okay, so I was very close. There I was right are. in the middle. Um, that's my point. Like uh, at the time, you're you're a, you're on the outside. You are a woman, and and on the inside, you've got you don't know what is going on. You don't know if you're transgendered. You don't know if you're gay. You don't even know if you're bisexual. And for Brett Ratner to just out her at a party it was a rap party it was the rap party for X-Men just yep. said basically said Ellen's a lesbian like you don't fucking do that dude like that's such a like that's a violation on so many levels without even being a violator on a physical level so but we're i mean look we're we're trying to get this Ratner fu- I mean he's a dirty Ratner is what he fucking is <laughs> You know, we're we're trying to get all this fucking criticism of the man himself out of the way so we could talk freely and be like, hey man, wasn't Chris Tucker funny in this fucking shit? Or hey, wasn't it cool when Jackie Chan did a backflip like he fucking always does? You know, we, we're trying to get this hoopla out of the way. But it's hard, man. I, I I kind of not for nothing. I also have a fucking hard I have a problem with the fact that he named his fucking production company Rat Pack Pictures. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Yeah. You dirty fuck. Um, I I don't know. I don't know Brett Ratner personally, obviously. Did you know that he did the fucking Budweiser commercials with the Toads?
1: No, but okay.
2: That's, that's how he started was that he was doing music videos. And then he... Like, I have to give Ratner credit is that he basically conned his way into becoming a fucking director. He, like contacted directors and film moguls all over into basically hornswoggling them into giving him a job. Like, that's pretty fucking impressive. He, like, he... he I think, like, Spielberg helped pay for his fucking, like, film school education. Like, how the fuck did this guy do get away with this shit before he was getting away with other shit?
1: Yeah, yeah. I will, um... um... I will touch on real quick that, no joke, I, so, they put out this Rush Hour trilogy pack, it's a Blu-ray trilogy pack, you get all three movies, it's got some cool um, Chinese-looking artwork on the cover, like, someone painted a picture of Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker in, like, uh, Chinese watercolor style yeah. thing and it's pretty and it comes with a bonus disc which i actually was looking at but so i i have seen these enough that i probably could have done it without doing homework but i couldn't bring myself to just not do that so sure. i still watched them again um and actually i never never put that bonus disc in since buying the pack because the reason i even brought the pack up is that i bought it and literally i want to say within a week the stuff about ratner came out and I'm like, fuck. Really? Yeah. Like, I was like, but I love these movies. But I just gave this guy money. Like, damn it. Right. You well,
2: know. you gave fucking who ran fucking
1: uh, uh the what the, did... the the studio. Yeah. Uh, new well, it's New Line Cinema. Let me. Okay. Um... Yeah.
2: That, so that you you gave money to Bob Shea. That that's okay.
1: Yeah, I guess okay. that's probably I think, true. I think,
2: and uh, now I think that's technically owned by warner brothers or hbo it's one of the two
1: well i mean being that they are on hbo max that wouldn't stun me
2: right um
1: that's not okay. where i watched them i actually i actually opened so you're gonna laugh at this is the first time i've actually watched these discs since i mm-hmm. bought the pack because you like, never had a reason to well not only that but like i went through a period and i'm starting to come out of this period a little bit where if anyone was like accused of shit, I just like no I'll never watch it again or whatever. And yeah, like you give it there, and take a break. But it's it's not even that. It's like it's at this point there's so many different people accused of so much different shit that I'm never gonna watch anything ever fucking again if I don't start like depending on what it is and who it is and whatever separating myself from the, the product, right? I you think
2: know? that's the big thing is what they did.
1: Right. Like, 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 honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that they were Kevin's movies, I still struggle watching Miramax films. Like, anytime I see that Miramax logo, I get like a feeling. I get
2: more of a when I see the Weinstein company because of the name is right there. Miramax, you could be like, well, who fucking knows?
1: Well, It's it's parents. It's it's it, it's it's both. I agree. It's both, but it's, yeah, I can understand why because then the names in your face at that point with the Weinstein Company. So I I hear you, but that's why I watched it with just where it just says Dimension
2: because that's like, another that was another sister company of Miramax was Dimension Pictures.
1: Yeah, so you're just like, well, who the fuck knows? Right, and, and you... the
2: irony is oh my Disney. That was the irony.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but then then you also have like you know like I still can't watch anything with with. Cosby in it like oh yeah like honestly like when I was out there and I'm not putting you out like you have that Bill Cosby himself stand up that he did years and years and years ago and I'm sure you bought that long before any of this stuff I
2: actually that I never bought that that was uh that was Stephanie's I'm throwing her under the bus well I am not trying to. I don't even think she was like because I said honey should we keep this she's like I don't even know I didn't even know we had it so like I don't even think she it was part of her family collection right and honestly for like I was very tempted when he when he actually I was more upset that he was released right and that they basically gave him a full fucking pardon is is really what it was.
1: They overturned a the conviction. I they wouldn't put a pardon, it, which a pardon. Yeah. yeah
2: you're you didn't do anything, which is so stupid. I honestly debate about whether throwing it away or not.
1: I, I don't know. For about, I, I, for about a minute. And I wouldn't have blamed you. And the whole point is not that to say, oh, you have this thing you shouldn't have. The whole point is that, like, right. even seeing it on your shelf just gave me, like, a cringe, you know? And not because you had it, but because it was on the shelf. Like, if I'd seen that anywhere, I would have had the same cringy feeling. So, well, it's, you know. Well,
2: it's funny. Like, I, I see a lot of Louis C.K.'s and Bill Cosby's stuff, like, at you, Like, when we went to Amoeba and Rasputin and shit like that. Yeah. I see a lot of... Like, I've seen used bookstores that sell used DVDs, and I went to one, and there was, like, a whole fucking stack of Louis C.K. stand-up, and uh, Bill Cosby stand-up, and, like, complete seasons of the Bill Cosby show, and, like, complete seasons of the of Louis, like, shit like that. And so it's like, there was someone out there who said, fuck these guys, I'm done.
1: Yeah a lot of people I I also see a lot of ratner shit too I'm
2: not going to lie like No it's true
1: and and so like it's 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 you know getting back to these this franchise like it's it, it's it's like I said I bought the discs and like within a within a week the all the stuff came out of you know him, right. you know the the stuff came out about what he did and so, like, I was really kind of, like, Meh. And so I didn't watch them for a long time. You know, I never watched the discs, but even if, like, they were on, like, a channel, I would, like, pass. I wouldn't stay on it. Right. Whereas in the past, prior to that, if I stumbled across any of the Rush Hours, I'd be like, oh, good. You know, like, if I was just channel surfer looking for something to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I just hit Rush Hour, I, any of them, I would just leave it on at that point. Because... I I always found them entertaining, you know, and I still find and the good news is, is that even knowing what I know now, going back and watching them to get ready for this, I still find them entertaining. Like I I can I can I can somehow I guess look past not look past. I feel like that that's absolving and that's not what it is, but I can separate it. I can mm-hmm. I can look at these films and I can look at Jackie Chan and I can look at Chris Tucker because as far as I recall, Chris Tucker got very, like, not anti-Ratner, but just anti-anyone who was doing that bullshit. That You know, like, he got real...
2: Well, Chris Tucker became super religious.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, He became super born-again Christian uh, to the point where he was like, I can't be in any movies that involve me cursing anymore. So, like, all of his earlier shit,
1: Friday, you know,
2: Friday. Um, even if you, I mean, he actually doesn't swear because they're PG 13 movies, but he doesn't swear as much as you think he does Mm-mm. in like rush hour films or like, uh, uh, I mean, he swears the most in Friday and, um, I mean, he barely, he barely swears in fifth element.
1: Yeah. It's mainly shit. I think in fifth element it's a- shit, Corbin. You know, like yeah. I mean, and
2: even then, he uses as a way of like, you know, fuck off is essentially yeah, what he's saying. Yeah,
1: and he does You're right. He doesn't curse very much. Like honestly, it's so funny because when I was watching, I think the third Rush Hour, um, I happened to glance up for a moment because like, when the movie's like loading and starting, I don't pay attention to all the like, you know, the pre like if you copy this and you're going to jail and because I, I know it's there and I know what it says. I don't need to read it. You know? Right. Right. So. Right. And I happen to glance up when I put the rating up, because it always puts the rating up in advance. And it said PG-13, and I remember thinking to myself, like, was this one a downgrade? And I actually had to look up the other two, because it's really funny, because all three of them feel like R-rated, not R-rated movies, if that makes any kind of sense.
2: Like, like they don't even have that one fuck- you know, that one... No,
1: I don't uh, think there is in any of
2: them. No, None. To the best of my knowledge, no. Um, but even then, like, I think the biggest swear word Chris Tucker says, I think is in the second one, where he's like, We could have been something, but you are
1: crazy-ass bitch!
2: You know? Like, yeah. when he fucking knocks out the fucking...
1: Oh, Tucker? Whatever.
2: Hmm? You
1: said Jackie Chan. Are you talking about Tucker?
2: I If I said Jackie Chan, I meant Chris Tucker. I'm... I don't know what's wrong with me.
1: Well, no, but even, no, he says shit quite a few times throughout the films. That, so, I mean, depending on how, where you put the word shit in the, you know, in the the heavy, then weighing out of curse words, he says shit quite a, quite a bit. So, I mean, it's, it's not a heavy word. It's just, you know.
2: Well, it's interesting. I didn't think about this until recently, but like shit is the word that is used most prominently in, like, the Disney Plus shows, like, all the Marvel shows, especially Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they say shit at least once an episode, which I found really fascinating because, I'm like, one, it's Disney, but they're also trying to be as edgy as possible without saying fuck, so they're going to use shit as much as possible. Sure. You rewatch it, it's, it's really rampant.
1: Well, hell, I mean, it's one of the most famous scenes in Endgame, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean it's definitely one of the funniest random Okay, maybe parts not maybe of, not
1: famous, but funniest for sure. Yeah.
2: I mean, just to prove my point, it took me a couple seconds to realize what you were talking about, but like yeah. with the when the kid is saying shit. He's like, "Well, you know, no, 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 that's Mommy's word, you know." Mommy blah, owns blah, blah,
1: that blah. word, only Mommy can say it.
2: It's like, what are you doing up?" He's like, "I'm doing important
1: shit here, <laughs> you know." <laughs> right.
2: That that is oh, oh man, that's still one of the funniest parts. But it, it really took is, me a couple yeah. seconds. But that's Disney getting as edgy as possible. The point is is you could make the Rush Hour movies R-rated, and it's really surprising that they didn't. Because it's it's not like it's a family film.
1: No. Well, I mean, it it, it depends on the family. Like, I think if you have teens, you know what I mean? Like, if you've got 13, 14-year-old kids, and you want to have a family night, you could put Rush Hour on.
2: You could put Rush Hour on if it was R-rated. If if you have 13, 14 year olds, you know depends I'm saying? on the like, family.
1: Some families are not okay with that. You would be okay true. with that, and that's fine, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there are some families that are not okay with that. At that's four, that's true. You know? That's so, true. Where they where they would be okay with what you get in Rush Hour and with what you get with a lot of the, with the MCU, you know. So
2: I mean, but like even still, it's it's on its it's on, like it's really an R rated film, just doesn't happen to be rated that. I mean, like Chris Tucker is trying to get pussy as much as possible for oh, yeah. the whole fucking oh, thing. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. But he doesn't call it pussy. He calls it Mushu. Or, so, therefore, it's family-friendly-ish.
1: Well, I don't think he starts that till the second one, but yes. Yeah.
2: But you see what I'm saying. I do. like I do. and And, you know, he's there's that whole voyeur fucking sequence in the second one where they're like... Oh, know, watching they're, they're
1: Isabella fu- get undressed or whatever?
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, there's a, there's a lot. And even in the third one where he's a fucking... Uh, a traffic cop or whatever he pulls over two women and he makes fun of the heavier one yeah. which by the way that's Liv tyler's sister mia okay. tyler okay that as he puts it
1: the fat one yeah which yeah, is not not the word i would use to describe her but sure no
2: but like you look at you but if you look at her again you're like oh my god it's kind of like a chubby Liv Tyler.
1: No, I, I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but she did look familiar. Like, when I remember when I watched, because I watched the third one today, and when I was watching, I was like, I feel like I know her, sure, I should know her from somewhere, and I don't know her, but she looks she, like, 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 she's lit, got that so.
2: Tyler face, Right, you know?
1: right. So. I, um, I, I fucking, I,
2: I was like, God damn, Chris Tucker is missing out. And he's like, you could have the fat one. I'm like, you fucked up. <laughs> damn. She's fucking hot, dude. She's beautiful.
1: So should um, we should we talk about should we talk about the order in which we like these things? Yeah, these three?
2: Because that's that's actually the order of when I watch them.
1: Okay. So for for because, me for me it's it's literally two, one, three. It's the same. Yeah. Same for me. I, I And think...
2: that and that's the joke is that I saw these out of order, but only because it wasn't I wasn't the right age to go see them in theaters, you know, when they first came out.
1: Well, and that's the funny thing is because and I've I've kind of been conducting, and I say conducting because it hasn't been like a hundred percent conscious, but this like on the sly poll or the or this experiment, if you will, of like asking people questions about Rush Hour and like, oh yeah, that's the second one, or that that's the first one, and they mm-hmm. no one's got them right, like. Do you like,
2: want
1: to try and like, quiz me? Is that what? No, 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 not even that, but, like, no, no, I would just make comments about, oh, I like that scene in Rush Hour, like, oh, yeah, that's from the third one, or that's from the first, you know, like, they would, uh-huh. that, that's what I mean, like, it sounds like a quiz, but, like, like, even, even Deb today said to me, and I'm not trying to throw her under the bus, but we were talking, she's like, she said to me, she goes, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm watching Rush Hour 3 to get ready for today's recording, and she went, oh, yeah, that's the one with the casino, right? I'm like, no. No, you know, but that's the kind of thing that happens all the time. Like I've said something about the first one to somebody, and like, oh, "That's a casino one," you know, like that. And it's just interesting to me that 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 happens as frequently as it does.
2: The only the only thing you can't really do is like be like, "Oh, uh, what are you watching? Oh, I'm watching Rush Hour. Oh, that's the one with the Eiffel Tower. Oh, that's the third one. No, 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 the first one, they are in Paris. Why the fuck would they be in Paris in the first one?
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: you know that that that's. That's the one that's completely sort of out of the left field. Like it makes sense for them being in LA the first one. It Makes sense for them being in Hong Kong the second one. Well,
1: at least for part it of doesn't... it. Yeah.
2: The 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 French fucking scenery and and the like the setting of Paris is for me was kind of like, "Huh, okay, they went there." Like, couldn't you guys have maybe gone to New York?
1: Well, that's the thing. That okay. So let's let's talk about that for a minute because rush hour one and rush hour two literally take place Three days apart.
2: Uh, is it three days or three weeks? Three days. Okay.
1: Because you and
2: I talked about this on an episode. Did we? we, we did, yeah, yeah, I don't remember what it was. We were talking a little bit about Rush Hour because I just rewatched the Rush Hour movies for whatever reason. And we, we actually made the discovery or, or whatever that it was such a brief amount of time between the ending of one and the beginning of two, where it's but, and it's either three weeks or three days. You, I think either of us are right.
1: Um, I'm I'm actually checking it out now. Uh, all right, let's see. It's playing now. Got this the subtitles going. You just told the girls to sacrifice a goat. Don't be. Uh, I've been here three days and ain't none, done nothing but work your cases. So yeah. So-
2: this whole fucking thing about them being like brothers and and fucking best friends is—I mean, like—I'm glad they get along, but like, it's it's a pretty big assumption that they would be as close as they are after just three days.
1: Well, the brothers thing. Well, now the whole thing—you got to figure it's about a week in LA prior to that in the first film. So you're talking a week in LA, and we're looking at two weeks now. But still, um, I'm also saying the brothers thing doesn't come up until. The third one, them being like brothers.
2: Right. But in the middle of two and three, they had a big fucking falling out. Right. What I'm saying? But it's
1: also a three year gap. So there's a lot that could have happened in between. Sure, You know, so
2: like he he shot his fucking he shot Isabel on the head, the neck, N- whatever.
1: Well, there's a difference between the head and the neck.
2: Not when she can't fucking, you know, so she, wor- you know, works at El Pollo Loco.
1: Well, yeah, but she gets it once the ruby once she can blink <laughs> again, she gone back to the Secret Service. So
2: I don't know if you can go to fucking El Pollo Loco and then go back to the Secret Service. I don't I'll, think there's a, you can go flip flop and be like, hey, I f- I flipped burger, I, I made fried chicken t- on a Tuesday and I wouldn't saved the present on a Saturday. I'll
1: do you better. I didn't know there was an El Pollo Loco on the East Coast. I thought that was a West Coast chain. I didn't know there were any of those in New York. I
2: I think the joke is that he was. I think he was make. I think because he's like. Oh, first off, that joke didn't even fucking make it very well in the goddamn movie. Right. Confess a fish.
1: <laughs> you know that. That that. We'll get to him, but the outtakes during the credits are some of the best things I've ever seen. Uh, all right.
2: So going back to what you were saying, I watched two first. I was in L.A. My dad and I were visiting family friends and they happened to have two on tape and I had never seen it. So I watched it because that's all they had. It was that and what some other random fucking movie that I probably watched for the first time. I don't know. And uh, goddamn, dude, I I love the second one. I think the second one's I mean, I think it's way funnier than all of them. I also totally dug the villain. I thought Ricky Tan was. Yes, I agree. Was a pretty. Like charming and smooth and oily fucking Chinese gangster and
1: so really quick, uh, just for the sake of the, I looked it up because it was easy. The closest El Pollo Loco there is t- to me, and I'm close enough to New York to to use my my address as a uh, a, a starting point. The closest one is in Lafayette, Louisiana. <laughs> so, so there are no El Pollo Loco's in in the East Coast. So I don't. But know. he
2: wasn't. He wasn't saying it was in the East Coast, was he?
1: Well, they were in New York when she got shot. Why did she travel west?
2: Okay. Well, here's the here's the thing. He's. I don't think she actually did work at El Pollo Loco. I think Chris Tucker
1: just said it.
2: Just said it because El Pollo Loco is a West Coast thing, and and he sure. he may be from Alabama. Or Atlanta, where the, I don't know where Chris Tucker's from, but he's definitely not from L.A.
1: Sure, can we talk he's about a- can we talk about how that dude's got way too much money to be an L.A. police poli- L.A. police officer? I
2: sure he has way too much money for being an L.A. police officer. No, Done. I'm
1: serious, dude. No, like like there's no way he's driving a 1970 looks like a 72 Corvette Stingray on an LAPD, even a detective's. Salary.
2: I envision that that was that was uh I always kind of imagine that was willed to him by his father.
1: Okay, even if that was willed to him by his father, first off it's in really good shape, so he had to have gotten it like worked on. Second of all, just alone going to the second film, that suit that they buy with the Jeremy Piven scene, that suit alone's a couple you know, at least a thousand dollars.
2: Uh yeah, it's it's a bit excessive. It's it's uh does it doesn't not, make any sense.
1: Like, you got, you got, this is where you at least have to give Bad Boys, the film franchise, some credit. They address that. They say that Mike Lowry, Will Smith's character, has this trust fund because it's a constant thing in that franchise of like, right. you know, I ain't got no trust fund. That's a constant Martin Lawrence line throughout the franchise, right. you know. They at least address the fact that he's driving, why he's able to drive a Lamborghini, you a know, Porsche and have, you know, $2,000 suits that he's, you know, doing police work in, which is a whole different issue. But still,
2: I think he was just from royalties, the Fresh Prince, you know, it's sure. just, he just got sure. that fucking royalty money.
1: But you know what I'm saying? Like they at least address that in that franchise, whereas this like Chris Tucker, like if you do the math, he didn't do any real police work for almost a month.
2: You're talking uh, well between two and three, no, or between one and two.
1: From the start of one to the end of two, it's almost a month. Like he, he, he's technically working. I guess he's technically working for the FBI in one, but you don't really like that's it. He is, but he's not. And then he goes off to to China or Hong Kong, which at the time had just become part of China. Um, but he goes yeah. to Hong Kong with Lee, but then they end up in I mean that whole movie I think takes place over the course of a week, I would say. If that. Yeah. You know, but and then they go to on vacation in New York.
2: <laughs> you know what this is? This is exactly like the same time frame as like the Dark Knight movies. And you could use the same argument because like fucking Batman at the end of Batman Begins. Is like oh yeah, there's this uh, guy who's you know stirring up trouble, and it's it's a Joker card, and the Dark Knight starts, and it's the Joker before he's even like the Joker Joker, like he doesn't even have his fucking suit and shit. Is you know he hasn't robbed the from the mob yet, so like that's only he's been fucking Batman for like maybe a month, maybe two. And then at the end of two, he fucks off and disappears for eight goddamn years. That's basically what this rush hour See, thing I, is. is I, Chris Tucker I, doesn't do anything.
1: I also, I and we've had the discussion before, and I don't want to get back into it. I also disagree with you on that time frame between Batman Begins and Dark Knight. I think, I think there's a bigger gap there than you you give credit to. But that's a that's a different uh, conversation. If, if
2: they're saying we don't know who this guy is. Right, And he keeps leaving these Joker cards around. You can argue it stretches out to maybe six months.
1: I'd say six months, maybe a year, honestly. Okay, so even still,
2: Batman has been Batman for about a year max.
1: That's better than in three days.
2: I, uh, okay, but he's not—whatever, uh, man. I'm just saying, Chris <laughs> Tucker definitely was getting overpaid. And Chris Tucker, the actor, was getting overpaid, by the way.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I guess—
2: $20 million to scream at Jackie Chan? Why not? Well, they need to call me because I could do that shit. Listen,
1: someone we know that we will not name gave us, gave us the advice once that you don't know your worth until you find out what someone's willing to pay you. And, you know, they were willing to pay him $20 million, so he was worth $20 million. Like, I can't, I can't <laughs> argue not- with that.
2: I mean, he's not doing... He hasn't really done anything No, because do
1: you know what kind of money he's got on royalties rolling in between this and Friday? He's probably set for the rest of his life.
2: Um, I don't know about Friday. I mean, definitely the Rush Hour movies. Definitely the Rush Hour movies.
1: Friday, Friday I bet, makes more money behind the scenes than people realize.
2: Mm, I would disagree. By the way, I keep fucking laughing because I've been playing the Spider-Man game on on the PlayStation 5. Yeah. And... The whole black cat scenario. Her name is Felicia. Yeah. There's literally a trophy you unlock called Bye Felicia at the end of the thing. Yep. And then he literally and he w- says goodbye. He's like, bye, Felicia. And I just start cracking the fuck <laughs> up yeah. every goddamn time. Um, um. So where were you when did you did you watch them in order or did you watch
1: them out of order? That's a good question. I don't I don't know if I because you
2: always give me shit for watching shit out of order when I'm a kid. So I was wondering when. You know, did you watch Rush Hour 1? Well, you got to remember
1: when these came out. Rush Hour 1 came out when I was, depending on what the release, let's see if I have a release date real quick, but depending on the release date, it came out when I was out of high school already.
2: I think it came out in, like, 98.
1: It is 98, but depending on what day of the the year, I might have still been in school, because I graduated in 98. So, depending on what, if it was a summer film, then I was probably already out of school, but... Um, would
2: well, that have made it much of a difference? You couldn't go to the movies during the school year?
1: No, no, actually what would have made a difference is if it was during the school year I probably was more likely to have gone to the movies because I tended to because I'd spend time with my girlfriend and we'd go to the movies and stuff and that didn't gotcha. happen as much in the summer, believe it or not So, But
2: the short answer is you don't know if you ever you don't have a memory of going to see it in theaters
1: No, no. I, I don't think I've seen any of these in theaters. Like I'm pretty certain I've never saw any of these in a the theater, but I still think I saw them in an the order of when they were okay. released, um, I saw and I do have a,
2: three in theaters.
1: I do have a date. First one came out September eighteenth, ninety eight. So I would have already been. I would have already been in college. I would have been in my freshman year of college by that. You've been
2: starting your college year. You would have been already enrolled.
1: I would have been a month into my year because it starts in right. August. So yeah, um, I probably saw this. I know I didn't see it in theater. I probably saw it when it came out on VHS because DVD wasn't. A thing just yet so Right um, I probably saw it when it Came out on VHS or when I got to HBO or one of those Whatever premium channel You know
2: I saw the third One in theaters with Ian Actually okay and 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 we the reason why is because At the same time the Rob Zombie Halloween Was (laughs) in theaters and We were trying to go see that instead And mom Nancy took us And she fucked it up because she said, so they're underage, but I'm giving them permission to see this movie. And the theater, the irony was it was the theater that I ended up working for, you know, in the Rialto that I worked at for nine months, years later. And they said, yeah, no. Like, if you want to let them see an R-rated film, you have to be in the theater. And mom was so anti-blood and horror and shit, so that was so basically she said all right well you guys can't see halloween so what else do you want to watch and ian didn't even really want to watch halloween that much so he's like can we do rush hour three i'm like oh fuck fine we'll do rush hour three <laughs> and it was fine it was not because i hadn't seen the new halloween i ultimately rush hour three is a better movie than rob zombie's halloween but that's beside the fucking point <laughs> that says more about brett ratner as a filmmaker than it does about rob zombie as a filmmaker let's put yeah, it that way yeah um, I, I, you know, I, I, I um, I still think the, re- the second one's the best. The first one, what really captivates me is the actor Ken Loom, who plays the, the fucking blonde Asian henchman in the first movie.
1: In the first and the second, you're talking about for, Jun Tao? For, I mean, in, the one they the... think is Jun Tao? That's the second one.
2: No, 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 no. The first one, the guy's like, uh. Uh, here. Clean yourself up. You're bleeding.
1: Oh, you're right. You're right. That is the first one. You're right. My bad. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. The guy.
2: Yeah. The guy says. The guy who says, "It's just rush hour," and then shoots the fucking dudes in the head. Which, okay, that's a. You had to put the. Ah, he set the line. He set the line. in The title of the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That guy fucking pops up everywhere. That guy. He's in all sorts of. Ru- he's in. He's in X Men: The Last Stand.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's the dude with fucking quills coming out of his fucking face.
1: Yep, 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 yep. yep.
2: He's also—you'll find out in the Sopranos. Not, not like heavily. He's in like the final season, sure, but you, sure. you'll be like, "What the fuck?" Um, also, that dude never ages. All his, his hair just kind of grays, but he has exact—he does—he does not. Oh, look... I don't
1: know. I'm looking at a picture right now. He looks pretty aged.
2: Really? Oh man he he's been. I I saw. I thought I saw what he looked like fairly recently. I think he still looks pretty fucking young looking. His hair is gray, but other than that, he, he still, but he was playing like 30 year olds or 20 year olds when he was like 48. Like Fair I enough. give him credit. Fair enough. He's also in saw in the first saw. Um, I think, I thought he was such an interesting, he's such an interesting character uh, in the first film. See, that's the thing I will give credit for. Rush Hour has great villains for each of the of the films.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, but by, by the way, you'll find this really interesting. He actually, when you look at him up on IMDb, his known for, The Sopranos is the first thing that pops up.
2: Which is weird because he, I think he was only in like one or two episodes. I don't know. You know who's also? Uh, no, wait. I was about to say, you know who's also The Sopranos? Fucking Ratner. No. Brett Ratner was in the ont- was in Entourage. Mm-hmm. They did a whole fucking segment where uh, the, the main character's older brother who's always trying to look for an acting job uh, contacts Ratner and tries to get into the production of Rush Hour 3. So he like, goes to Ratner's house and Ratner's having a party. So there's beautiful women everywhere and blah blah blah. And there was a mix-up. Ratner thought that this actor, that the guy, the actor, was a different actor, because like, I really want this guy in Rush Hour 3. And then there was a mix that was like, look, man, you want me to be in Rush Hour 3, and you you fucked up, you made a mistake, you thought I was the wrong person, I feel you owe me. And the, the joke is, is that Kevin Dillon, who's the actor who plays the character in Entourage, was, tech, was eventually in Rush Hour 3, but his scene was cut. It was almost like perfectly like part of the entourage joke is that he's actually his whole, because his character is always in shit that ends up on the cutting room floor. Mm. So like Kevin Dillon just can't catch a fucking break. Kevin Dillon essentially became Johnny chase.
1: So here's a couple interesting things about the guy. Number one, rush hour was his fifth thing ever. Who? The, the, the blonde guy, Ken Leong that you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of his movies, by the way, a lot of his movies did not realize how many things he's been in. I've seen in, um, he's also, he must be one of those people that like, you know how we talk about this all the time. Directors get favorites and they cast them in a bunch of shit. Right. You know, so this must be the case cause he's in red dragon as well.
2: Yes. He plays a, uh, uh, he helps solve a clue. He's one of the, uh, the lab geeks. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would say he's probably Brett Ratner's, like, you know, gold, you know uh, good luck charm. He puts him but, in everything.
1: But here's the one I was curious about. Do you know he's in Star Wars? He, which Star Wars? E- uh, episode 7, The Force Awakens.
2: Um, I may have seen him and not put two and two together, but who's he playing? That's,
1: that's what I honestly think it is. He's Admiral Satsura. Stator, yeah, he's one. Of oh the yes, he's he's on the uh, resistance side. Yeah, I do yeah, remember. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a resistance person.
2: Yeah, he, yeah, I, he's in the same room with uh, Organa and, and fucking Grungrunberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do remember that. I, I but it just that's also a random thing. You're like, oh, the, you know, did you know the guy from Rush Hour is also in Star Wars? You're like, what?
1: What now? Yeah, exactly. Good so, for him. Good for him for yeah, no, still fucking like totally. you know acting and yeah. shit. He's, um, he, he was on Oz. He's on, you know... He he is one of those actors that is consistently doing shit.
2: He's I want to see him play John Cho's older brother. What?
1: He's in Inhumans, that TV series. The X-Men Inhuman show. He was on that. Oh, is he? Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. I watched it. It was good. I liked so it anyway.
2: do you... Uh, if you, if I took out
1: the Rush Hour films,
2: would you consider yourself a Jackie Chan fan?
1: If you take out the Rush Hour fans, films... I, yes.
2: Yes. Like, were yes. you a fan of, like, Rumble in the Bronx and Drunken Master and shit like that? I've
1: never seen them. I know he's in them. I'm aware of them, but I've not actually seen them. So I I want to say yes and no, and here's why. Because I'm a big fan of what he's capable of doing, and I know he's doing a bunch of that stuff in these other films as well. Like the the the, the flips and the— Because let, let's talk about very briefly, and we can, we can just touch on it and circle back if you want, is Jackie— Almost does 100% of his own stunts. Like, he very rarely does like, do all of his own stunts. I think every once in a while, and I mean, like, like I'm talking one in every 500 things, does he have someone else stand in for him? But I think it's very rare, you know, if at all.
2: Mm, right.
1: You know, I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not taking away. I'm saying that, like, maybe once in a while the studio's like, okay, that's even too dangerous for Jackie. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like,
2: I don't think so because he's definitely almost died numerous times. Like he almost and died during rush hour one.
1: He's broken a bunch of stuff too. I know that. Like the the oh yeah, he, stuff he that has he's... a
2: he has a hole in his head that he actually has a plug in.
1: Okay, that a, a in.
2: hole in his, a hole in his skull that he actually like has like a plug because he like fell from a building, went through a whole bunch of fucking um, what are those fucking things called the the uh, the awnings he fell through a bunch of awnings so it cushioned his fall but he landed his head on sidewalk and cra- and he actually popped his eardrum and and cracked his skull and blood was spilling out i mean he almost fucking legit died and he almost died making rush hour 1 remember that part in the beginning where he's um he's on like the pier and he's doing detective work and all those shipping crates. And then all of a sudden those two shipping crates slam into each other at the last second. Yeah. If you watch, like if you watch that, the, they slam into each other about half a second after his head clears it. Yeah. Like there, there's a gazillion things that could have gone wrong where he could have smushed his fucking head. And for what? For a fucking movie called rush hour. So I don't think he's going to be doing anything else for a while. I think Jackie Chan's finally slowed down.
1: What even says that on his IMDb? It says that in the 2000s, the aging Chan grew tired of being typecast as an action hero and prompted him to do more emotional films. And it lists off a few things. Um, he, did, he
2: did something recently called The Foreigner that was basically if Jackie Chan did Taken or Rambo was essentially mm, what it is, mm. which I want to see. I've heard it's good.
1: I'll say I'll tell you this the one the one thing that I know I've seen him I've seen okay so this is what I've seen him in I've seen him in the Rush Hour films obviously mm. the three Rush Hours. right 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 the first one he did with Owen Wilson because I didn't I know Sh- the Shanghai Shanghai Noon, Noon right that's the one I saw I didn't see the sequel I saw Shanghai Noon and the reason why I saw that it was a it was a bad date that I went on but that's a different conversation wow. Well, we'll just put it this way. I thought I was going to get Mushu, and we ended up watching that movie instead. So um, just to stick with the power lines. And then I did see and enjoy his role in the new Karate Kid or whatever the – whatever the, the I forget the the remake the, that they
2: did. It's called The Karate Kid.
1: Yeah. His his version of Mr Miyagi, even though it's not Mr Miyagi, but this that 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 mentor role. It's that he,
2: Mr Han, I believe, is what it's. called. I think
1: that's what it is. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but I liked his his portrayal, and that was a lot more, you know, to the point of this thing on his IMDb about it being being a little more emotional, you know. So well,
2: especially since like he doesn't have to do a whole lot of crazy martial arts because he's just slapping kids around. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like you know. Um, I saw a lot. See, here's my here's my expertise on Jackie Chan. When I was growing up, I saw a lot of Jackie Chan movies, but I couldn't tell you which one was which. Right. That was my problem because it was like, hey, Jackie Chan's doing a stunt. Let's watch for an hour. And this, if if I'm correct in this, Rush Hour is the first of his films where he's not dubbed. Where it's him speaking authentically, you hear the sound of his voice. Because a lot of his movies, he is dubbed, and and now and Brad, and I will give credit to Ratner. Ratner was like, "No, dude, like you need to fucking sound like you are a foreigner in L.A., and you can't achieve that if you're fucking being dubbed. You need to uh, sound like you're off the boat."
1: It, I'm I'm not disputing anything you're saying. I can't. There's nothing in here that's saying one way. That's or one the of the other.
2: first things of trivia in Rush Hour is what I saw.
1: No, I No, I'm just looking at his IMDb. Here's the one thing I will tell you: it's kind of interesting. Um, you curious to see how many see here the languages he speaks?
2: I know he obviously he speaks English, but I think he also does speak both Cantonese and Mandarin. Correct. I think he probably gets along in Japanese. Yep. Um, and I think randomly he speaks like French, if I remember correctly.
1: No, at least not according okay. to this. He he speaks fluently Cantonese, Mandarin, and English. Uh-huh. Believe it or not, they say he speaks fluent, and he does because when he's just talking, he does well. He, he
2: mixes up a couple pronunciations, but he's fluent.
1: Yes, I would agree. And then I think the problem
2: is he doesn't understand uh, American expressions very well.
1: That's that's fair. And then and then also um, American sign language. So those are the those are the things he's fluent in.
2: That's. That's interesting. No one, That's a fucking random curveball.
1: But he also speaks proficient, but not fluent. And there's a difference just for the for the audience. Um, German, Korean, Japanese, Spanish and Thai. What
2: the fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess if he's doing all his traveling, he could probably like. Look, anybody who speaks more than one language deserves my respect, which exactly. is why I always would. I was always like, I never understood anybody who said, well, this fucking person at this liquor store should learn to speak English. This is America. Yeah, I don't. It's like, dude, they fucking, like, they're they're learning a language to work and give you Doritos. Calm down.
1: I, I do, listen, I do, first off, this is, and I, I don't know if I want to get into a whole conversation. I don't care that you speak a foreign language. That's all good and fine, right? But if you're going to do a job that would, involves dealing with customers, I think you need to be proficient at least at English. So I'm not saying that you can't. You know what I mean? Like I had a delivery guy the other day. I did DoorDash and got some food delivered. Chinese food, actually, ironically enough, that I had delivered, and because it's DoorDash, it's not one of the delivery drivers from the from the Chinese food place. And the guy, we left instructions on where, how to like contact us to, to deliver the food. And he, he called and he's like here. And I'm like, yeah, are you, are you at the side door you're supposed to be at? And he's like, I don't understand English. Then, then you shouldn't be. I'm sorry. I mean, like, I'm not saying don't you can't have a job, but you have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't be a solo delivery driver. Then I,
2: I, think. I, I think there's a. I, I see what you're saying. I'm not saying anything against you, but I think in that circumstances, but this was recent. This was the other day.
1: This was two days ago. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I think. Post COVID, anybody's grateful for. I think any company's like, fuck it, you're hired. Can you drive? Can you deliver well, uh, food?
1: Sure. Um, but even even before that, like I, you know, like I've. Oh
2: know. yeah, I've had shitty fucking drivers who don't speak fucking English, and and then you. But at the same time, like, I, my whole thing is like, am I pissed off at them because they don't speak my language? Kind of, but at the same time, like, hey, man, they're doing fucking better than me. They don't they barely speak language and they got a job. There's been plenty of opportunities, CJ, where like I speak perfect fucking English and I have not been able to get a job. Yeah. Just yeah. because. Yeah. Like, it's no, just, no, for it's,
1: sure. I'm not saying that's the only thing. And, I'm, and believe me, like I'm all for people learning and getting better. And like so, like, I'm not, you know, because like I know, you know, I've seen people to your point of, you know, where. Two people who speak a foreign language are speaking to each other, not even in a customer service capacity, just having a conversation. They're speaking whatever foreign language they're speaking. And I've had people be like, what the fuck? You should be speaking English. So I'm like, no, I don't give a shit. If you're talking to each other, then, you know, whatever. Like, I don't care. That's not my business. Yeah, I, I, but, you know.
2: I've seen too many fucking people try and be like, you know, stop speaking Spanish. This is America.
1: Um, well, I, technically,
2: it's actually old Mexico. If you really want to be a dick.
1: R- right. Yeah. You know? Um, couple of quick things. So, oh god, sorry.
2: I I was just gonna make a joke. I'm like, it, it actually makes more sense that Jackie Chan would be fluent in fucking ASL. This dude has been a master of hands for fucking oh, for ever. sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that the, I, only, I would... the
2: only difference is when he does fucking uh, when he does ASL, he has sound effects.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, you imagine him giving fucking directions like when you get the wall, you've gone too far. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. Um hold on. Uh, okay. Um so a couple of things you might just find interesting real quick. First off, just getting back to the conversation we were having about um this feeling like an R rated film without it being an R rated film. Or the franchise feeling mm-hmm. R rated without being R rated. Apparently uh, Chan says he's always wanted to be a role model to children and has remained popular due to the good nature of his acting style. He's generally, generally refused to play villains and has been very restrained in using swear words in his films. He persuaded the director of Rush Hour specifically to take the word fuck out of the script. So... At some point, fuck was in the script somewhere. Now, whether, whether it was enough to kick it to an R rating, because as we know, you get two fucks before it becomes an R rated film, is still up for question. But the fact that it's not because we said it's R rated, and you don't even get the the, the I mean, it's PG thirteen rated. We don't even get the allowed fucks, and it's right. actually a Jackie's uh, Jackie's it's behest. Just,
0: yeah.
2: Well, so. it's interesting. It's interesting that's a thing because Jackie has since come, like, he now wants to start doing more darker films, like The Foreigner. And and I, I'm i 90% sure most of his movies in China, all of his, you know, martial arts films, most of them were fucking R-rated. Like, I'm pretty sure Run All the Bronx is R-rated. Right, so be- for him to all of a sudden want to be squeaky clean is a bit kind of I, d- I don't ridiculous. get
1: the all of a sudden. I, I think, I don't know. And I guess it depends on ratings, like if because well, *Rumble in Bronx* is an American film, but some of those other ones you were talking about, they might be rated Romuald differently. *Rumble the Bronx* is
2: is a Chinese film released in America, but he like he's dubbed
1: and everything. Oh right, 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 okay. I'm sorry, but you know what I'm saying? Like some of these, the the rating system over there might be very different. You know.
2: Uh, I don't know. Did, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you. two fucking random ass facts about Jackie Chan. Right. He's actually like an, a classically trained singer.
1: Yes, I saw that too.
2: Um, and he doesn't believe in leaving any of his kids, any of his money.
1: I don't think I saw he, that, but I believe you.
2: He flat out does not want them to inherit any of his money. In fact, if he dies, I think it's going to be donated charities. He wants his kids to earn, earn and, and, and not be spoiled, which is just a, but like, he also doesn't from what I remember reading, like one of his kids got in trouble and he didn't step into like get his kid out of jail he's like no you belong in jail for and it was just like it was like um, possession it was drug possession just like and he's just like nope I'm not going to help you which is kind of like I get the inheritance thing I get like I want you to not be a spoiled brat I want you to work hard blah 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 but it's kind of like you could just step in and get your kid out of jail like I don't know the circumstance but it was just a random ass fucking thing that I heard right about Jackie Chan
1: Well, I mean, there are people like that. I've heard of other people that are similar like that. Like, they they don't want their kid just living off what they did. They want them to earn their own money. I've heard that before.
2: True. But the, like, I think his kid is still in jail. Oh, maybe. I mean. Yeah.
1: The,
0: I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it.
2: Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Markey, and you've reached the office of Duggan Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. and Associates, this is Mickey Markey. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com local today.
0: Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I've never felt before.
2: Critics are calling it unbelievably charming, captivating, a delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready?
0: The question is are you ready?
2: Get ready to see why.
0: I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real.
1: What if they are?
0: Naomi, only tonight on the CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW50, Washington CW
1: um all right so based on you see it tells me what the u.s it tells me what the rumble in the bronx is rated in the u.s but it doesn't tell me what it was rated in china so i don't know i'm looking at the rating system but it's not talking about what rumble in the bronx was rated
2: do you know what jackie chan's first movie was
1: uh no but because i'm looking this other thing up but
2: well, I'll tell you, I, I'm I'm ninety percent sure it was Enter the Dragon. It was that Bruce Lee flick, ah. and and for at one point, because Jackie Chan was part of the stunt team, you know, he was like, you know, stunt bodyguard number seven who rushes at Bruce Lee. And at one point, there's there's like a there's a still photo where you could see this. Bruce Lee breaks Jackie Chan's neck in the film. He's holding Jackie's hair which was long at
1: the time. Yeah. I saw a picture and, of him with longer hair. And yeah. and that's him
2: breaking. That's Bruce Lee breaking Jackie Chan's neck.
1: There you go. That's,
2: and, and Jackie Chan tells a story about how there was a fuck up. Bruce Lee, um, overextended his leg and accidentally kicked Jackie in the face and was so mortified. He's like, Oh my God, are you okay? I didn't mean to hurt you. Are you okay? and, Jackie kept saying, oh, no, no, I'm okay. Jackie Jen, Jackie Jen's strong, you know, that shit. Yeah. And, and and Bruce Lee obviously didn't last very long in this world, so they didn't really get to do anything together right. apart from right. that. But he said he always kind of looked out for Jackie uh, off screen. He would say, oh, yeah, you you know, I, I kicked you in the face. How's your face? Is your face okay? Like shit like that.
1: Yeah, that's actually uh, one of my favorite outtakes from the second one. He's trying to sneak through the, uh, or not sneak through, but like slip through the uh, the the cashier cage at the casino, and he right. doesn't make it through. Or the first time he doesn't fit, like he gets his legs through, but he doesn't get all the way through. And then they show it again, and he, like he he like fucks up and hits the wall and falls on the floor, and they all run over and like, "Jackie, you okay?" And he sits up. He's Jackie, always okay. And like, shit, that that just makes me laugh. Jackie,
2: always okay. There's there's um, a there's a comedian named Pablo Francisco who does a lot of impressions and, and sound effects. He's like just world-class fucking impressionist, sure. but he t- but a lot of his, unfortunately, a lot of his material is pretty stale and, and it's the rehashing. Like everything new of his is just like the same jokes that he's always done. But he did this whole bit in, I believe, San Francisco. And he was talking about Chinatown and he said, Chinatown. Oh my God. Everything's great. in Chinatown. Because everyone looks like Jackie Chan. <laughs> he just He's like, oh my god, Jackie Chan is running around the stage like he's recognizing people like, Jackie Chan! Wait, you're not Jackie Chan? Oh my god, there's Jackie Chan! Just running around. <laughs> and he said, Jackie Chan is the only guy in every single one of his movies who doesn't want to fight. And it's just like, <sighs> like a, gr- a group of guys are like, hey, what are you doing? I am breathing. Get him! <laughs> he's like, and then he started saying, "He's like, leave me alone. I just tried to go to church. Leave me alone." And it's like, he, the Jackie Chan, the only guy who doesn't want to fight, but trained for twenty years in martial arts, so he doesn't have to fight.
1: Do you uh, do you know that he actually has a uh, an Academy Award, Jackie? Yeah,
2: for what?
1: Now before, yeah, before you get all like, what the fuck? Like, understand. Okay but uh-huh. it's it's actually, it was awarded to him for his extraordinary achievements in film. So it's one of those. Oh, so like, it
2: was a lifetime of honorary achievement thing.
1: Correct, but it's still an Academy Award. It's still an Oscar. It's, it's still, still an Oscar.
2: He yeah. just, he achieved a career. He didn't do it for anything specific.
1: No, it wasn't for like his role in, role in the Bronx or some shit. Yeah, so.
2: It, the Oscar goes to Jackie Chan for not the Karate Kid. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, leave you alone. Um, he's uh he's won quite a few awards. That's the only Academy Award, but that's he's won quite a few awards over the years. Um, I saw
2: a thing where he he uh, you know the movie the the actual animated film Mulan. Yes. So he did the male he did the Chinese dubbing of the male character in the animated film way back in '98 or whatever it was. Okay. And he actually because he's he's actually a singer. He released a Chinese music video of him singing, make a man out of you in fucking Cantonese. Huh? And it's, and it's him like slow-mo martial arts as he's singing. Let's get down to business, but in fucking Cantonese, it's actually really fucking entertaining. You don't, if you know the lyrics, you're like, Hey, I'm learning fucking Cantonese, but no, you're not sure. Sure. Um I'm I'm li- I'm learning Chinese. I'm learning Cantonese. Fucking
1: Jackie Chan E uh uh Delphi uh Ephonic style. Ephonics. He um he's won some awards for voice work. Uh specifically for Kung Fu Panda 2. That's
2: right. He's the uh, I forgot who the fuck he plays in- I've only seen I think the f- first one or the second one. I yeah, don't remember. see that played. one
1: lost me immediately cuz of uh Jack Black, so it's got a pretty
2: good cast. Like, if I was to, uh, you know, I think Jack Black is kind of growing on me little by little. Like, I'm still, I still don't think he's got, like, he has some range. I saw a movie he did called Bernie that was actually, he was really good in that. It was a dark comedy. Okay. Where he basically, like, marries old widows and, like, steals their money. Like, that. that's not a normal Jackie Black, uh, Jackie, Jack Black movie.
1: Um, well, but, I mean, I was watching Jackie the Jumanji movies, and he's funny in that. Speaking of Jackie movies, let's get back to the Rush Hour films themselves, because sure. we haven't talked about the films themselves that much, and I'm not saying we have to get into, like, film or scene-by-scene scene breakdowns here, but there's some, there's definitely some interesting moments um, through all three films, especially... Listen, we both agree to third's our least favorite, but I'll even go as far as to say that I think that 1 and 2 are far superior to 3. It's not even about least favorite. Like, they're not, they're not even on par. Like, if, if 1 and 2 are 1 and 1A, one no matter what order you like them in, the third one is definitely 2. You know?
2: Um, I almost agree with that. I, I think we're in agreement that 2 is the best. Yes. But I would say that 1 and 3 for me is on the same level.
1: Um, no, because I think, I think three's got some more memorable moments than, I'm sorry, one has more memorable moments than three does, for me, and uh, they're not as good as two, no argument, no, no question, but in terms of, like, like, there are definitely scenes that, when I was going back through and watching these again, I was like, oh, shit, I thought that was from the second one, and it turned out it was in the first one, now, still, most of the ones I thought were in the second one were in the second one. But every once in a while, there'd be one, it was like, I thought that was from the second one. No, it looks like right. it turns out it was from the first one. Um, like, I actually like the scene New Chris Tucker at the beginning dancing in the street with the black, you know, trench coat with the two you know, when he's doing the undercover bomb thing, you know. Oh, when
2: when he shoots the C4, which doesn't happen when well, you yes. shoot C4? No, I
1: understand that it's not realistic, and they have even proved that on Mythbusters, but I knew that anyway. But it's still... Yeah find it interesting it's still a fun se- i'm talking about entertainment value not realism or sure yeah, when he you know. when
2: he pulls the michael jackson shit like yeah. it's funny
1: it's when he does that i i like the scene like when he goes into the pool hall and he goes to talk to his cousin about the kidnapped girl you know and tell about the girl girl what little girl <laughs> Right, but when he's in there and he's acting all hard, and then he sends Jackie out to the main hall, and they close the door, and he's "What's up, man?" and he's like, you know, and then they're talking yeah. about, "Didn't I look the other way when I was when you were buying weed?" and he's like, "I was splitting it with you." You. He's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, but I gave you the bigger half," you know.
2: I love yeah. that part where he like grabs him by his suit. He's like, "Your mama gave me this suit. This is my favorite goddamn suit. You lick go of me right now!" Like, yeah, right,
1: exactly. That,
2: that, that's that's another actor. I don't. I can't remember his fucking yeah, name. But he, um... he doesn't get enough work. Um, That's
1: what I'm saying. Like there are there are scenes like that that I really enjoy, and even then, like, and I'm not going to say the line because I am not about to get myself in trouble. I
2: know exactly what you're leading to. Yeah, what's up, my blank? Yeah,
1: right. Because first Jackie's, or I mean, first Chris Tucker says it when he walks through. You know. And then Jackie goes back out and not realizing, the character not realizing, I'm sure Jackie does, but the the character not realizing that that's not a thing you say when you're a short, you know, Asian guy versus a, you know. Yeah. You know, and, and he says it and they're like, what? And then he says it again because he's still not fully understanding that maybe you shouldn't say that. And they're like, oh, no. And they start. You know that, and also like when they first walk through that. And I know I'm pick, I'm saying in that same thing for right now, but like when they first walk through, and he stops the guy, and he's like, you know, they're talking about what he's smoking, and he's like, he goes, "It's my cigarette." That ain't a cigarette; it's sick of weed. You know, like little little lines like that. I find you know that stuff was really funny. I don't like in that film how the FBI treats Carter or Lee, for that matter. I also uh- good ahead.
2: No, I I agree. I have, I think. I I I don't have anything to add. I agree.
1: You know, but also the you know, and this comes. This is a product of the year too for me. So this probably doesn't has mm-hmm. much impact on you as it does on me from a comedic perspective. But like when he's talking to to who you think is Jun Tao turns out to be Ken Leong and I can't remember the character's name right now. But you think it's that's who Jun Tao is,
2: mm-hmm. and when
1: he's talking to him, and he's like and they're they're setting up the first drop off for the money and he's like $50 million. Who do you think you got? Chelsea Clinton? Like that's that's I, that it's still a funny line, but if you know the context and be and living through that and I know you were alive but you were 7. You know, yeah. compared compared to me who was 18 and and very much remember the Bill Clinton years, you know.
2: It, that is definitely a joke for at the time it makes sense, but it's a li- I mean, even still it works. It and works like if you live dollars who you think you got, Chelsea Clinton?
1: Right. If you know the if you know the time period of the film and you know, you know, and you live through it, it still works. If you showed it to somebody who's like, I don't know, you know, like if you showed this to your nephews in like ten years or whatever when they're old enough to see a movie like this, they probably won't have any context to it. But you know Uh
2: I will say that, like, all three of these films do feel like we were talking about Lethal Weapon and everything. It's nice that they bring back same actors and shit. Yes. I don't think the actress who plays soon It's
1: not. It's too young. And no, it's not. Too young. And it's not. I uh, checked because I, I thought it was, too, and it's not.
2: It's the same dad, but they yes. also did the dad dirty. I did not like that. It's like they brought him back just to shoot him at the end. Spoilers.
1: They they did the whole I feel like they did the whole movie really kinda dirty. Like honestly, like I'm not a fan of that film. I'm real I mean, I don't I don't hate it, but it's certainly there like there's just so many problems with that one. But you know
2: You know you know who's an underrated villain in the fir- in Rush Hour?
1: In, in the, the first one? Yeah. The guy who's actually a Juntao?
2: Fucking Tom Wilkinson, dude. yeah. Yeah. That dude I don't care what I see him in, he's always been very good. Like, yeah. he, he's. And even when he's being not a villain, he's still a very good dick. Because like, if,
1: right, if I'm right, he's Falcone in Batman Begins. He's
2: Falcone in Batman Begins, but he's also, like, in the Green Hornet as Seth Rogen's dad.
1: No, that's not him, is it?
2: Yep, I, yep, I, yep. I don't,
1: I don't. Oh, Green, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. N- Usually I'm a Green
2: Lantern. Yeah,
1: I am. Yeah, that's what yeah. yeah Green
2: Hornet was Seth Rogen. And here here's a little fucking uh trivia for you. He was also in the Lone Ranger. Now the Lone Ranger, the, the Green Johnny Hornet,
1: uh, huh? Yes. Yeah, okay.
2: The he plays different characters, obviously, because one's in the Old West, one's in fucking twenty ten Los Angeles. But the character of the Green Hornet is actually the grand nephew of the Lone Ranger. Right. In, in in comics lore and mythology, right, right, and shit. right, right. So it's just interesting how Tom Wilkinson happened to be in both those things. True, true. Um, he's in a movie I told you about called Rock and Rolla.
1: Yes, you have told me about it. Yeah,
2: oh, and he's he does a very good Cockney British gangster. Very effective in that, and you you feel that presence. You feel that domineering. Like this dude's got power kind of presence right um i yeah I, I i have not, the only it's so stupid i have one thing i think i've even mentioned it to you i have one thing that irks the fuck out of me in rush hour one okay it's and it's not even chris penn it's um chris, Pen- who's the, chris penn chris penn's the the fat fuck in the beginning who's like driving away with the c4 oh, oh
1: oh i don't have a
2: shocking. No, I that's Sean Penn's brother. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, he he looks like a fat Sean Penn.
1: Yeah, not really to me, but okay, fair re-watch, enough.
2: Rewatch it, but the what I'm saying is there's a part where the I can't remember her name the 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 the, the Hispanic woman cop who is the Bob diffuser. Yes, thing. I don't
1: know her name either, but I do like the dynamic between her and Chris Tucker. By the way.
2: She unfortunately died uh, fairly recently or, or within the past 10 years. No shit. Or, she was in the movie The Incredible. She did the voice of that the assistant to the villains, uh, Mirage. She's got yes. that real Yes. Yeah. So, I think she died of cancer.
1: Uh,
2: uh recently enough?
1: I'm looking on now, but
2: There's a portion where she is on the phone in her you know, in her in her home clothes you know relaxing kind of just a, a regular shirt and she's in her kitchen and Chris Tucker calls her from on the freeway or something yeah, on the, yeah. on the road. she answers the phone and the, the phone that she has is one oh, of those older I
1: know I know I think I know where you're going with this but go ahead I think I know where you're going
2: this drives me fucking insane every single time I watch it you could tell they did a ton of takes or something or no one was paying attention and that particular phone when it doesn't have any battery life in it. When you press on, you hear a different tone. So it's beep for the pressing on the button and then bed, which means you're out of battery
1: or, or it has no connection to the base. Right? Yes. Yeah.
2: So I don't know what the circumstances was, if they did a bunch of takes or if they just said, fuck it, here's a phone just hit on. But that beep just makes me know that like technically she would not, it's just sloppy and i, and I, I heard I, that tone I noticed so that many too. times
1: yeah i noticed that too i did um so first off very quickly she um what's her name elizabeth peña thank you and she uh she's a jersey girl actually really born in elizabeth new jersey yeah yeah nice um died in la in 2014 so recent um, enough and I hate to say it, but she kind of did it to herself. what happened? cirrhosis of the liver due to alcohol so she drank herself to death basically
2: that's that's a rough death
1: though it is and no oh, I'm not saying she deserved it, but I'm just saying like no I know. it's not like I don't think that's not cancer that's you fucked your liver up enough that it would said okay, I'm checking out now
2: <laughs> yeah it's it, thats that's still rough though man it, it is totally
1: still... totally I'm not again I'm not making
2: no, uh, no 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 I'm not saying you are I'm just like that's brutal. Yeah. Because it wasn't like she was really working consistent. Like she wasn't, like you see her in Rush Hour. You know her voice in Incredibles. What else has she done that you know at the top of your fucking head?
1: Uh, I'm actually looking at her filmography, so I that's a little, a uh, little unfair. But um, let's see. Well, she did Free Willy too. For no, there are a lot of people saw that I didn't, but a lot of people saw that. No, I'm
2: asking um, you specifically. What else have you seen her in?
1: Um. Okay. All right. Calm down. Uh, I'm calm! Well, she's been in a couple episodes of... Um, or she was in an episode of NCIS. I'm pretty sure I saw that episode because I've seen all of them. So I'm sure I saw that. Um, let's see.
2: Did NCIS stop? Like, it, it's 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 no longer a show, right? It's not like they're still continuing going?
1: No, season 19 air starts in September.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. They moved it to Monday.
2: Is fucking Dinozo Michael Weatherby or whatever, still no, on he
1: it? No, he hasn't been on the show in three seasons now, four seasons because, now?
2: Because of that other fucking Dr. Phil show.
1: Bull? Yeah. Bull's not a Dr. Phil show. Bull's more yep. of a—no, dude, I've watched it. It's, it's Runaway Jury.
2: It's based on Dr. Phil.
1: Well, Dr. Phil is not a jury fixer, so I doubt that. He, look it up. Okay, well then
2: he's he's based uh, on on Doctor Phil, yeah. It, it's well, it's
1: he's a jury fixer in the show. I so. I understand
2: that, but I'm saying it's based on Doctor Phil, the the man himself. Well, that's weird, but all right. I know it's weird. That's why I'm like I'm glad I get to tell you this because it's fucking weird.
1: Um, he, she's been on a bunch of shows. She's had like one-offs on a bunch of shows. None of some of which I've seen. But no, so re- to answer your question, really no. That's um, what I'm saying. Uh yeah, but I also want to talk. So you you talking about? Listen, I I like that you're talking about like the phone the phone thing. mhm- I got I got something similar, but it's from two. Okay. Uh, Ricky Tan. Okay. Ricky Tan is supposed to be Jackie's father's partner. Sure. Now, yes, I mean you you look at something like Riggs and Murtaugh, which are not obviously from Rush Hour, and there's a there's an age gap there. I get it. It's about a. Would you say it's probably about a? Tw- I think it's a twenty-year age gap between the two, 15, 15 to twenty-year age gap between those two characters.
0: Um, I because they so they
1: say Riggs is in his thirties, like mid thirties, and I think so Murkall yeah. turns fifty on his on that opening scene. I think it's his fiftieth birthday. So.
2: so, so it's between ten and fifteen years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, no, it's closer fifteen to twenty because he's somewhere in his early to mid thirties. Riggs is.
2: Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah.
1: And I only know that because—and I only say that because his wife that dies in the film was 36 when she died. So you got to figure Riggs is somewhere in that same ballpark. So mid, mid to late 30s, actually, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Um, however, Ricky Tan looks way too young. Like We'll put it this way. Jackie looks older than Ricky Tan.
2: Because Ricky Tan doesn't do his own
1: studs. that's why. Probably, but I'm just saying. He, like, has other, he has other people to fucking fall for him. Sure, but you know what I'm saying? Like, he, yeah, it, 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 we were hard. just I w- we were just
2: praising Ken Long for looking young for his fucking age. But now you're gonna be like, well, I mean, look, you could have a f- f- fucking fucking Merton Rick situation, you know? You could. That's it why I. He was a new. He release. was a new rookie. He Ricky Tan was rookie Tan.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, so let's do the math on this real quick. When Rush Hour 2 comes out, which is 2001. Correct. Jackie would have been 47. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, how no. old was No, Ricky no, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. For doing the math here. Yeah, 47. He would have been 47 years old. In yeah. Rush Hour 2. Yes. Fuck. Now all right. You're 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 fucking with my head here now, dude.
2: I'm I'm not the one looking and doing math. I'm just repeating what you're saying.
1: Forty four. Sorry, forty four, but I was still close.
2: He still doesn't look fucking forty, so I give him credit.
1: Alright. So that's him. Now
2: mm-hmm.
1: Ricky Tan, John Lone, is only five years younger than Ricky than than Jackie. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm,
2: look, man, fucking Ip Man, who trained Bruce Lee, was like ninety when he started training Bruce Lee. So who the fuck knows, man? I Ma- guess maybe th- maybe like uh, Chinese laws are different for cops. Like you really can't retire. If you want to get out of being a cop, you have to die. I don't fucking know. Maybe it was just an old man. Like
1: I I, I guess I just feel like that's a little bit of a. It would have been better if, if Ricky was a
2: slightly older. Like, I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. But, like, there's a lot to this that we don't know. Like, I'll, I'll give you another example. Uh, how old would you say the actor Chris Rock is?
1: Now? Now. Well, hold on, because I, th- I believe he and I are close in age. So I'd say somewhere between 50 and 55. Because I think okay. he's about 10 years older than me.
2: Okay. So he played a cop in the movie Spiral, right?
1: I get, I never saw it, so sure. He's
2: got a, he's got a. I'm just telling you, like it's a movie that came out this year, so this is really relevant. He has a fucking new partner who's played by uh, Anthony Manella, okay, who's like my age, if not maybe a slightly, slightly older. If not, if not, we're the same age, more or less. So, that's a 25-year difference. And they're both detectives. So, I'm just saying, shit, you know, happens. Like, also, we don't know how old uh, Jackie's fucking dad's character is supposed to be. He could have had his ass fucking
1: young. Well, okay, and that's problem number two that I have okay. with this franchise. Like, there's this whole thing about Jackie, you know, Jackie's dad, Jackie's dad, which I'm fine. Like, okay. You got a thing, you know. You had a relationship with your dad. You were both cops. He was killed on duty. I, I get it. Uh-huh. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in. Right, especially because they also have, um, uh, you know, uh, Carter's dad also killed in the line of duty. So okay, they right. they've got that bonding thing. Whatever, that's fine. Right, right. Then you get to three.
2: Oh, uh, I know where you're going to. Okay.
1: And they talk about how him and Kenji are in the orphanage together. Now, yep. they they fix it because Chris Tucker or or Carter very quickly says, "You know, well, that's when you were adopted." But there's no other scene. There's no other explanation to that. Like if you and it, and it's a quick line. Like you, I rewound it to make sure I heard that he said it, right? Just to make sure. And yeah, there's there's not a whole lot out of reference. Now, here's the even more frustrating part, right? I watched the deleted scenes for Rush Hour Three before we started mm-hmm. today. The There's a whole dialogue conversation about how he was adopted that got cut from the fucking movie.
2: So what what was the fill in that we all missed?
1: No, just that you no know, but it, it it's clearer that he's adopted. Like it's not a quick it's not a quick like it's it's clear to you at that point that he's adopted. Right. Whereas if you don't listen to what actually made the release, you can miss the fact that he was adopted. And it just seems like he suddenly went from having a dad to being an orphan.
2: Which is weird.
1: Very fucking weird. It's sloppy.
2: It's yeah. really sloppy. They're just like, we need a brother villain character. We need a Dr. Evil. That's what we need.
1: Right. Right.
2: Which is. We-
1: yeah, I don't know. Go they ahead. You keep, they keep they fucking
2: doing this goddamn thing all the time now. Like, I, it was a fucking joke. When they revealed that uh, Doctor Evil is and Austin Powers are twins, and then now fucking like Rush Hour Three is doing the evil twin, the evil adopted brother thing, and then Spectre, well they fucking weren't even same goddamn thing.
1: They weren't even the evil adopted brother in Rush Hour. It was more they were just they were they were orphans at the same time and they just latched onto each other, so they they viewed each other as brothers, but they weren't actually adopted by the same family and they never were officially brothers.
2: True but it's still the brother trope. It's still the evil brother trope.
1: Oh, well, sure. Sure. I'm not arguing that, but I'm just saying, just to, to be accurate as to what, yeah.
2: I will say it's very interesting how when they have swords at the end, because, like, we've been trashing a little bit on the third one, but, like, there's that whole fucking who, me, you, fucking, like, they do a whole rendition of who's on first. Oh, not yeah. You, he is me, early, and I am you, on, like that shit.
1: Early on in the film when they go to the kung fu stu- uh, school. Yeah.
2: Right. Um, th- that That's a fucking funny-ass part because, you know, it's
1: who's on first. Who's on first is I, fucking funny. I actually didn't like it. Okay, well, I fucking liked it because I liked who's on first. It's not even I don't like who's on first because I do think that's a funny bit. What I think I don't like is that that felt— Here's the thing. I, I felt like even though Rush Hour, the franchise, is built as an action comedy— they are action comedy. Is that, is that a fair way to assess?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Okay,
1: no, no, I'm just making sure. I felt or, like... Or a buddy cop film. Sure, it, the other- sure. Yeah, and he, I'm fine with that too. I felt like the comedy in a lot of the came naturally. Within the dialogue, came within the things that were talked... You know what I'm saying? Like, Sure. I felt like a lot of the comedy in 3 was really forced. Okay, include- so the
2: first two are action comedies. The third one's comedy action.
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. like I, I feel and like you
2: can't f- even call it a buddy cop film because they're not even fucking buddies the first half of the film.
1: They're not buddies in the first half of the first one either.
2: But that's the whole. Well,
1: okay, that's fair. I mean, the if only going one that's but, a real
2: buddy cop film is the second one,
1: right? I mean, technically, yeah. yeah. You know, like I mean, like getting the French. You know, taxi driver to get all like, you know, he starts off all like anti-American and he's by the end of it, he's like, I'm an American spy. Now, obviously, he's not. and He doesn't think he is. But like he's get that he gets all like, you know, Americanized, if you will, for lack of a better word. Um,
2: did, did you see my tweet the other day about James Bond?
1: No, but I'm sure I'll get irritated by it.
2: No, no, I said, because Stephanie and I were, like, fucking having a discussion, and basically it was the realization that, that James Bond is actually the world's worst, shittiest spy, and the reasoning why is because he fucking, he he does all these missions, he and he sleeps with all these women, he gets a drink specifically how he always does it. Where it's a like basically, if you want to poison James Bond, you can over here. Oh, this one's shaken, not stirred. Okay, that's Bond's drink. Here's poison. And then he introduces himself as the name's Bond, James Bond. He gives everybody his fucking real name and even oversells him by saying, My last name is Bond. My full name is James Bond. Yeah. This is the world's greatest spy. And, like, all the villains know who he is, all the women he sleeps with, in the middle of doing espionage, spy, murder, mystery shit, know his fucking name. Oh, James. And fucking Jonathan fucking uh, commented, and he says, like, he is, like, the worst spy. I wonder, or he says something, like, I wonder why that is. And I said, maybe that's why he's, all the James Bonds are played by different actors. Because the first one fucking died And they just, like, say, well, all right, now, Roger Moore, you are now the fucking new James Bond. Sorry, you have to stick with this fucking name and this fucking alias. Good good luck. And that's why they just constantly die. That's why they always have to replace them with James Bond actors. Uh, Anyways. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, there There was a portion of Rush Hour 3 that... Because Kenji and the actor who plays Kenji is Japanese. Yes, and and Jackie is not Japanese. It's
1: Chinese, but yeah.
2: When they have their respected swords for their sword fight, Kenji is using a Chinese uh, wushu sword, I think is what it's called. I like, don't at me on that. That's and right. Jackie is using a fucking uh, samurai a katana. So they're actually using the other nationality swords in order to fight which I thought was really interesting.
1: That is interesting.
2: They're doing on the Eiffel Tower. so all fucking, like, logic's out the goddamn yeah, window. Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I'm Chinese, you're Japanese, I have your sword, you have my sword, we're on the Eiffel Tower. What the fuck? And then Chris Tucker's the American from fucking Georgia, like beating the shit out of everybody, and they go, everybody was kung fu fighting.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. That I would expect, there's a, though. There's a I lot
2: would. to take in in this fucking movie, man.
1: <laughs> and then Roman Polanski's a fucking cop, and you're yeah. just like, what the fuck is going on?
2: It's such a weird movie, man.
1: So it also turns out that Chris Tucker was in Ratner's first film. Was that Money Talks? Yeah.
2: I still have not seen that. I have not uh, either. We we were talking about Chris Tucker a couple weeks ago, because I was talking about like how he he did some great work in Silver Linings Playbook, and he
1: yeah I need to see that really.
2: And he was also supposed to be in that Sinatra valet movie I was yep. talking about, which was supposed to be directed by Brett Ratner. Yeah, and now because Brett Ratner's out and and you know ostracized, thankfully so. Uh I don't think that movie's gonna happen, but I would still love to see Chris Tucker because I, I do believe Chris Tucker can act. I think he's got it. I think it he's in. a
1: good actor, yeah. I agree with you.
2: Um I think I think he uh I think Silver Lions playbook he actually does show a little bit of range. Um do you know who originally Carter was supposed to be played by?
1: Uh no. Martin Lawrence. I mean I could see it.
2: Oh, of course you could see it. It's, it's you know, it's blue streak. It's fucking, it's, it's fucking, uh, uh um, bad boys. Like you see it. I think even Eddie Murphy was offered and He's just like, no, I, I pretty much did that whole thing in the eighties. I don't want to keep doing this. And then Eddie Murphy had a huge fucking career slump. He's like, fuck, I should have
1: done this. Yeah. I mean, it's,
2: and then he wanted to, do, he went on to do Mulan, which then Jackie Chan dubbed,
1: um, Did you see who else was considered for the role? For Carter? Yeah.
2: I could probably take a couple guesses. Uh,
1: Someone was I actually don't... offered the role and turned it down, and then besides Martin Lawrence, and then three other people were considered, but they never actually got offers.
2: Was Will Smith one of them? Yes. Was he the one who was offered? No. Okay. Uh, I going to guess Omar Epps is one of them.
1: Not according to this.
2: Okay, so who is it?
1: So, offered and turned down was Eddie Murphy.
2: Okay, so I, I did say that,
1: but, you know. Did you? Maybe I missed it. I'm sorry, buddy. My I apologies. said the whole
2: Eddie Murphy thing was offered after a thing, and then he, he, he said, I pretty much did that shit in the 80s. I don't want to do I was saying it as you were looking at the research. I it
1: right yeah, yeah my, my apologies, buddy. That's okay. Um, uh, you said Will, and then uh, uh, Dave Chappelle. I
2: could see. I could have seen Dave Chappelle. It would be a very different movie.
1: It would, have, yeah, it would have been a very different movie for sure. Dave, I don't,
2: nothing against Dave. Dave is more of like, Mm-mm, I'll stand here and you tell it. Like you know, yeah, he's I, not going to run around chasing bad guys. He's going to stand I, there and be like. Water.
1: I don't think it would have been as successful. Honestly, with all respect to Dave Chappelle.
2: Dave Chappelle at the time, especially, was doing his own show, or he had not even started doing his own show. Yeah, that's early 2000s. So but Dave Chappelle was periodically in random ass supporting roles like men in tights. And he was in one of the Martin Lawrence cop movies like Blue Streak, I think. Um Dave Chappelle and he was in Half Baked. I mean, Dave Chappelle was more of like at the time. I want to be in movies where I'm having fun, and nothing against Steve Chappelle, but I think he was looking like I gotta, I gotta do martial arts. Mm-mm. No, hell no. Like I don't yeah, think he's gonna yeah. be into that. Or well, I think Chris Tucker has a little bit more energy.
1: And then here's one that's kind of interesting. I again, it would have been a very different movie, and I, and with all respect to this person, I don't think it would have been successful. Tupac Shakur would have been a gritty ass movie. It would have been very gritty, and that's what I'm saying. It- I don't think it. it yeah. So, um, would have been
2: fucking Juice and Jackie. I don't know. I don't know about that, man.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, without respect to Tupac, because I think he's a great. I think he's a good actor. I've seen him in stuff, but like, I don't. I don't think that that would have worked for what they were going for. So, you went to hear an interesting? This is an interesting one. I know. I know you do your research too. I don't know how much you looked up. Because you said you didn't do as much homework on this one. Um,
2: well, I looked up some trivia. I didn't fucking deep dive.
1: Like This one's really did. interesting based on the elephant we got out of the room early on. But Elizabeth Pena played a prank on Brett Redna when she appeared on set wearing nothing but her her Bomb Squad vest. And apparently, Reiner got real, like, uncomfortable about that. Good.
2: I mean, it was not cool that she did that. I, I always feel like if you're going to do a prank on a film set... And, and it's professional, and people want to show for work. Like, I'm all for pranks, but it's like, hey, here's my vagina, or here's my dick. It's like, that's not a prank. That's that's just gross and weird. So, I don't know. If she did die of thruster, there is could have been a really, whole lot of other shit there.
1: This is really interesting. Do you know who was supposed to play Lee before fucking Jackie? No. Chris Farley.
2: As Jackie Chan? Yeah. That doesn't make any... Well, clearly he can't... I mean, I saw Beverly Hills Ninja. I don't think he could play Asian convincingly. Well,
1: me. I don't think they were going to play Asian. I think they changed it when they cast Jackie.
2: Okay. Uh, it's still a weird-ass fucking... Because
1: uh, it, okay. it says here... Um, the original casting... The original casting choices for the roles that ended up being Lee and Carter were Chris Farley and Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence we already touched on. And many Mm -hmm. news reports connected Farley's not making the movie due to the fact that he died. Duh. (laughs) In fact, Farley and the production for the movie had already decided a few earlier not to work together in the movie as they were already leaning towards the ultimate casting choice for the two leads, being an Asian and an African-American. So, but originally, I I guess in the original, original, like, concept was not to do an Asian actor. And to, or, you know, like to... To do two Americans and one be, you know, African-American or whatever. But sure. Um, um let's see. All right.
2: Well, I've got I've got a fucking interesting. Uh, so I own this movie on VHS and I've seen it once and it is fucking insane. Yeah. Before we got Rush Hour <laughs> in the 1980s, in 1989, there was another, uh, Asian and white guy cop movie.
1: Okay.
2: Called Collision Course.
1: I think I've seen that.
2: So it stars fucking Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi, for those yeah, who don't it, know yeah. Pat Morita, And Jay Leno.
1: I think I've seen part of that. Honestly. This is I've I it's
2: here. It's I don't know if it can it's it's pretty much the same fucking concept as Rush Hour.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's it's I, it's it's <laughs> Rush Hour Three is a whole lot better than Collision Course. Let's put it that way. Um, there's a portion where Pat Morita's character at the end. I have to ruin the ending because it's fucking insane.
1: What the, the Leno movie? Yeah. Go ahead. No one. Yeah.
2: No one's gonna give a fuck. Yeah. But like, uh, Pat Morita is the the there's it's an alley and the bad guys are in a uh, are in a car and they're driving they're there's driving as fast as possible to run over Pat Marita and Pat Marita is running down the alley towards the car so essentially he's playing chicken except he's not in a car and he's kind of yelling like a lunatic and doing like martial arts poses as he's running and then he decides to jump and do two, like that front kick like with both of his feet. So he's kicking forward and he kicks through the windshield and kills the bad guys. And that's. And then he. And then. What? It, it, it's such a weird movie. Also, it's weird to see Jay Leno act in anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, hey, what's going on? What the fuck did I just watch? Russia and they're both kind of like car things. Rush Hour, Collision Course. Like I'm telling you, I think Rush Hour is kind of an unofficial remake of Collision Course. Just saying.
1: Yeah, I don't uh, know. Man. I don't know.
2: There's nothing um, to say from that because that's all anyone should say about Collision Course. Is yeah. what the fuck was that?
1: There's a really interesting piece of trivia from from uh, Rush Hour Two that I think okay. I want to share. Um. Well, there's two things. First off, the karaoke scene was not supposed to be in the film. That's not in the script.
2: It was Chris Tucker having a lot of fun, if I remember
1: correctly. And they kept rolling camera, and when they were done, they were like, "Oh, we need, we need Permission. this." Yeah. So. Um, well, also,
2: I think he kept saying like they were like, "What if?" I think they were telling Chris like, "Why don't you go up and do your Michael Jackson impression?" And Chris Tucker got embarrassed and self-conscious and he kept saying i don't want to do michael i've been doing michael i did michael last year in the first movie i don't want to do michael and then they he's he went they told him that the cameras were not rolling and he went up yeah and they were filming him doing michael jackson and when he saw it he got pissed and then he's like all right it's funny i'm still mad at you but it's a good scene
1: right right
2: so basically if you want chris tucker to do a movie you just gotta tell him the cameras are not rolling yeah. and then you're gonna get some good shit
1: well and apparently he didn't want to call uh the the Asian woman whose name I cannot pronounce. I'm not trying to be rude. I just there's no way I can get that. But Shizhao, I think her name I, is Zhang, I think is it. Zizhang, yeah. yeah. But he he um he calls her a bitch, and apparently Chris Tucker didn't want to say that. Like it right. took like some convincing. But that's not the interesting one I wanted to tell you. This is the interesting one. So for for those of you not you know, real familiar with two, two takes place, it's all about money counterfeiting, fitting going through a casino, a, a, a fake casino in Vegas called The Red Dragon.
2: Which Bratner eventually made a movie called Red Dragon, so his there next you
1: go. Mo- it's actually his very next movie, according to what I'm seeing right here, so. Wow. Oh. Um, but, so there was a lot of um fake counterfeit money in uh, I mean, in all these movies, there's when you see money, it's usually fake money anyway, mm-hmm. but this was fake, fake money because it's counterfeit mm-hmm. of the counterfeit of the, the fake money from the movie. Right. And it says the counterfeit dollar bills used in the movie say in Dog We Trust. During shooting, some of the extras walked off set with some of the fake cash, and it actually ended up in circulation at a few of the casinos in Las Vegas. The situation went so far out of control, the production was briefly shut down while the FBI investigated the Props Department to determine whether or not they had violated the Counterfeit Defense Act of 1992.
2: Wow. Wow. You imagine you're a props guy. You make a fake bill, it's and then so you have to good. go to jail because some dipshit gambler was like mine.
1: Yeah, no. I, I, from what I'm seeing, they were ultimately um, cleared of any potential charges, but it was right. investigated.
2: It, th- on the flip side, I've heard there was a uh, De Niro insisted upon using real money in Goodfellas. So there's a part where he pulls out a bunch of hundreds and shit when it's when he's first introduced and that the props manager went to his went to his own bank account and pulled out like a thousand dollars. And they had to after every take, they had to recount it just to make sure that all the real money was there. Because he, he it's not like he just pulls out a bunch of money. He passes it to people, he sure. puts it on the on the on the on the card table, he fans it out, he buys drinks, so like all this this real thousand dollars is getting spread around in a close radius. But every take, the prop mass, the prop manager's like, Where's my money?
1: Yeah. We well, give me yeah. back my fucking money. Yeah, yeah. Um this one's an interesting one too. Uh during filming in the scene where Lee and Carter jump from the top window of the Red Dragon and slide down the wires of, of Chinese lanterns using their jackets. A real car chase was taking place in Las Vegas and ended up going through this set. Apparently, a carload of drunken tourists got into an altercation with a taxi driver, and the two cars began to chase themselves down this, chase each other down the Strip. And onto the set, narrowly missing crew members, extras, and an enormous crane which held the camera and crew. Fortunately, no one was hurt, and the drivers of both cars were detained. But that's still nuts.
2: Sounds like Vegas to me.
1: <laughs> uh no, that's the thing. The strip's not that bad. I've been down there. That's you know.
2: But it's not surprising. If this was set in Florida, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's Florida.
1: Yeah, well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But the inter- here's the-, the only issue I had with that, honestly. Um. I get the bit with the Mack truck and like Jackie kicks, uh, you know Chris <laughs> Carter, and then they kind of go down opposite sides of the truck, and Jackie's running, and Chris is just getting his ass beat by the truck all the way through.
2: <laughs> Still one of the best jokes of the whole movie.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. But when they get to the ground, like they would, the the cars behind that would have stopped. I am sorry. Yeah. Like the fact that the traffic just kept going was a right. little like. Ah, Okay, if you say so. Especially if there was a big-ass fucking explosion in the building right there like a second earlier.
2: Unless you're in the car and you're like, oh my god, there was an explosion. Let's get the fuck out of here.
1: I guess, but yeah, you know, so. I mean, you, you
2: can't look at these movies as too seriously. Like, it's not Schindler's List. No, you can't no, fucking, of course. Like, I mean... We, we have talked about these Rush Hour movies from time to time, periodically, over the past three years.
1: Because we're such good—I think we're both equally big fans of them.
2: Right, but now we're kind of like, ooh, that Jeremy Piven scene, you couldn't do that now.
1: Um, You know what? Watching it back today, or yesterday, when I saw it, mm. I think you could.
2: You I You could, but I think it would have to be an actual gay actor. I think that's how you do it. Um, not I, to say that Jeremy Piven isn't gay. I have no idea. Right,
1: right. Um, I I get your point. I do, but I also feel like it's not so. Because honestly, in the scene that makes it air, he says he's got a girlfriend, so he's just a flamboyant dude. Mm,
2: like, you yeah, know,
1: I, no. I, I I I don't think it's as bad as.
2: It's certainly not the most offensive thing Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Piven has
1: done. Oh no, not for sure. But I don't even <laughs> think it's the most offensive um, appropriation that I've seen.
2: It's in terms of gay appropriation of or gay stereotypes. To me, it's it's on the same level as uh, Will and Grace, and specifically the Sean character or whatever. I, I've Jack, never really watched Jack it,
1: character. so I can't. Yeah,
2: there, there's the will character who is kind of like if he's if you didn't know he was gay, you wouldn't know he's gay. And then there's the other gay guy who, OK, I know what yeah. he likes.
1: Yeah. You know, I know. I, no, I, I, I get I get the concept of the show. I've just never. Really no, heard. I'm
2: just telling the context. There's there's the I'm very out. And then there's, well, I'm gay, but it has nothing to do with like. As a straight man, I've often had this question, and I'm not trying to be offensive in any way. Sure. I don't understand why there are certain gay men who have that inflection—that's that, that pseudo speech impediment.
1: Yeah, where... that, I know what you're talking. About. That 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 what's typically referred to as flamboyance. I'm not sure that that's you know what it is, but that's. It's
2: not even just that. It's it's there's all, sometimes there's a lisp.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah. And it's like, like I, I mean... don't
2: understand when sucking cock causes a lisp It doesn't happen. <laughs> Women suck cock all the time. Most of them don't have a list.
1: <laughs> I, I don't. I... Because... Wait, and it's
2: not like I'm making a joke, but I'm legit trying not to be offensive. The, the, and, the and, views, and, of
1: but... views of Rico Giorgio do not reflect the views of Podeskew Podcast.
2: <laughs> Listen, I love <laughs> cocksuckers from all fucking genders yes. and sexualities. I, if you can take a cock in the mouth, you are a hero to me. That's look, a big thing to do. Look, it, it, or a small it, thing depending ba- on the guy.
1: Thank. Ba- yeah. <laughs> Banke <laughs> says a lot of, uh, of of offensive things in Chasing Amy. We both agree, but there's one thing that he says that I find hysterical, and I think a lot of guys that are that are either bisexual or gay would agree with. He goes, "I get gay guys because just just men who need dick, just crave dick, like you know." So I I always find that so funny, you know.
2: Well, the ultimate irony is that his character is revealed to be later as gay, or right. at least but you very deep in the closet.
1: And you don't really get that, though, until you get to, like, James on <laughs> straight back.
2: So. How, how deep in the closet was he? He was stuck in Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, but getting, getting, I, I think, I think, I, I think you really cracked yourself up on that one. I think that, uh... I got you out of nowhere. I, it was good, I though. It was good. You, it was good. It was good. Are you uh, Aslan? I don't, I never saw it, so I think you go... The uh, lion's name is Aslan. Yeah, you got, you got two, two deep cuts on me on that one, but, um...
2: I got, I got too deep in Aslan?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh. Um, no, but getting, I listen, I think because... And I know it sounds dumb, but I think the mm. reference of having a girlfriend, stating specific—and maybe that's why they did it— is just enough to make it not feel like an appropriation to me. Do you know what I mean? And maybe I'm wrong. And we have we have fans that we know are both bi and and gay. So if you— As well as trans. As well as trans, yes. So if you are hearing this, and I'm wrong— then first off, my apologies to you guys. Second of all, let me know, and I don't mean like don't come at me. Tell me, but but tell me like okay, why why am I not correct with that? Because I would be curious to learn. You know,
2: I would go as far as to say that they, in order for there to be the more openness of having gay characters that are not there specifically to be gay, like they're just a person in a film. Yeah, yeah. You, they had to go through a bunch of groundbreaking shit of having a jeremy piven character a uh, or a or a will of grace it had to be that flamboyant and that theatrical and that out there for there to break those barriers of like saying well okay like you're laughing at something a gay person said so therefore you understand we're not monsters we're human right and so i i'm more curious of like if all those people that have that are in part of that, um, the LGBTQ. Um, um, you definitely it, got it, that out of order. I don't give a fuck. The oh, letters they, are all there.
1: They are there. No, it was just funny. I mean, that's all.
2: I, I did the fucking, like, the alphabet soup version of you it did. where it's you all did. in the spoon and it's all out of order, but it's there. Give me credit for at least getting the goddamn right letters, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I. If I was dyslexic, would I be called homophobic if I fucked up the word, if I fucked up the letters? Can you get to your um, point, please? I I don't I forgot my point. Tell me if I, my point was is tell me if 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 you're gay or bi or trans and you had to watch movies from the late 90s and early 2000s where there was a gay character or a bi character, basically be very flamboyant, do you acknowledge or 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 are you, do you respect the fact those stereotypes had to be in the film in order to break down those barriers? Like help, you had to br- help deal break down the barrier. With... Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, well, because you know, I it... think ultimately that's what Jeremy Pivens character does is, you know, is it, is it just as offensive as Don Cheadle, a black guy dressed up as an Asian character in, in, in Russia? Which R2? honestly
1: I didn't find, I, I, I felt, there could
2: be some that would find that offensive. It's sure, I
1: took it as he 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 was very immersed in the culture and respectful of the culture, like the character, not Don. I mean, not that Don's not, but I'm saying the character that he's playing sure. is meant to be. Because it even says here that he only agreed to do the movie if he got to fight Jackie Chan and speak Chinese,
2: which is fucking hysterical.
1: Yeah, you know, which again, not him
2: speaking Chinese, but him fighting Jackie Chan. That
1: whole scene is great honestly like the i, I love the fact there. when he calls chris tucker's carrot when he calls carter Seven Eleven, and then jackie's like Seven Eleven. he goes yeah because his mouth never closes like i thought th- that was hysterical and then yet at the same time when they're handing him the money you know he's like let me see one of those dollar bills and they light it up and it lights up red to, to indicate that it's fake and he's like oh that's fake you know like that that whole yeah, thing he's like but, you
2: better find them before i do this is a bullshit
1: yeah exactly When War
2: Machine was fucking like, you know.
1: I saw him in this movie before I ever, I think it's the first time I saw Don Cheadle, no joke.
2: I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that. I Um, think I saw him in one other thing. Uh, Well, it was this, and then it was probably Ocean's Eleven.
1: Yeah, yeah. so honestly, I probably. Both from 2001. Uh, I think, I think, no, I think. I actually I think Oceans is two thousand. Like I'm not even trying to argue with you, but I think I think Oceans is before.
2: I I'm gonna bet that it's Ocean's eleven. I mean I bet it's Ocean's eleven. I'm gonna bet that Oceans Eleven is Oceans Eleven. That was I
1: I'm not taking that bet. I I'm not taking that bet.
2: You're I mean, not taking the bet that Ocean's eleven is
1: Ocean's Eleven. No, no, not taking that bet. You can you can I
2: think we've been recording too long. <laughs>
1: You mean the fact that we've been doing it for 3 years? Yes, yes, we have.
2: I think it's 2001.
1: Uh, hold on, I'm trying to get to it.
2: Uh, and I'm holding my hands up. I'm not cheating. I'm not like looking on my phone.
1: Ocean's 11 is 2001. Yes. Yeah. So, we
2: didn't I, we didn't agree on any terms, but yeah, I won.
1: No, the, the the terms you wanted to agree on was whether or not whether or not Ocean's Eleven was Ocean's Eleven, and I... I Am I wrong? That... Am no, I wrong? No, but that's why I didn't take the <laughs> bet.
2: <laughs> um, I could probably guess the other two. I think Ocean's Twelve is 2004. I think Ocean's Thirteen is 2007.
1: Uh, hold on. I turned them off, so give me a second.
2: It doesn't matter. I was just thinking out loud.
1: Oceans, Eleven's uh, thousand one. What did you say the other two were?
2: Four and seven.
1: Yes, you're correct on all of them. Yeah. All right, you done? And you then, done? You done sucking yeah. your sucking your own cock now?
2: Well, someone has to.
1: Yeah, right. Shit. So. Um.
2: No, i have never done sucking my own cock. Do you
1: just for the just for the round off? Do you want to tell me when the original Oceans Eleven was?
2: Nineteen sixty.
1: And do you want to tell me when Ocean's 8 was?
2: That's a harder one. Uh, I'm going to say 2017.
1: That's the only one you got wrong. Fuck! What was it? 18. You were off. Fuck! Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> well,
2: fuck that movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've been saying that since it came out. Fuck that
2: fucking movie. So what are the rumors of Rush Hour 4 actually it, it, You
1: know what? It's not really here. Except the only thing that I found about <laughs> Rush Hour 4... <laughs> But,
2: i'm just imagining rush r four is stuck in traffic it's it's broken down
1: i mean it, it there there's been like there's a lot of quotes here going all the way back to two thousand and nine about it but, but there's not
2: in production
1: it, it according to according to i m d b it's announced and it and and jack or chris Tucker is rumored to be um
2: you don't have the movie if Chris Tucker's not in it. You have to have both those fucks.
1: So, let me ask... Yeah, you know, that brings to a really interesting thing I want to ask you about, just really quick, because it'll only take me a second, but I, I told you I got this special Blu-ray pack that, you know, mm-hmm. it had all three movies in it. I mean, it actually came with a bonus disc. Uh-huh. And the only thing on the bonus disc is... its And I didn't even watch it, and I'll tell you why in a second. It says, a look back on the Rush Hour trilogy, starring mm-hmm. Brett Ratner and Jackie Chan.
2: So... Okay,
1: and I and my immediate thought was no, Chris Tucker, I don't care.
2: It's I I don't even know if Chris Tucker wants to have a career anymore.
1: Well, he's rumored to be in the movie. And I don't know. I rumor is not
2: doing it for me, man. Like, let me put it this way. If they were still making Lethal Weapon five. Right. Yeah. Which well, they might and, based
1: on the conversation we had last week they might
2: they still- might they might, but it was there's it's just it's just announced. It's the exact same situation as rush hour four. It's announced and Mel Gibson is rumored to come back. that is kind of a big deal with whether Mel Gibson comes back
1: or Danny Glover. It depends on who your favorite your favorite character is. Right. Well, we we kicked around the idea that you could do it with uh, Butters play- being in the Murtaugh slot and it be not being Murtaugh, being but being Butters, but you could do right. that. Yeah.
2: But my but my point is, is what if neither of them come back? It's just Chris Rock. Rush uh, Lethal Weapon Five is just the Butters show.
1: Yeah. No. At that point, that, don't do it. I yeah. can't
2: believe it's just Butters.
1: So accord- according <laughs> to the notes here. Jackie Chan has admitted he's not interested in reprising the role of Lee. He says that he would only reprise it if the script is good. Chris Tucker, on the other hand, according to this, has joined without even, is guaranteed doing it even without looking at the script.
2: Because I also would imagine that Ratner being ousted probably affected both of their opinions of it.
1: Here's Here's the other thing that's interesting. Under the details, this is all from IMDb, and under the details, it's also known as Grumpy Old Rush Hour.
2: Ew, that's an awful title.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's, it's an interesting title. I don't think it's a title of the film. I think it's just what, it's just like a, like a, you, you know, like, what was it, um, what was it, what the, the Star Wars was called, like, Blue Harvest or some shit or something. Yeah. Just to, Yeah, I think it's, like, that kind of thing. It's not actually what
2: they're it's a, It's around. a marker type of fake yeah,
1: title. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, so. I, do you think they should make a Rush Hour 4?
1: I, I think I'm kind of with Jackie. If if the script is right and it and honestly kind of gets a little closer to the vibe from the first two, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying retcon three, but just like treat it closer to like one and two. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I think you can. I think you, I think you can do one more. I I I am not in the position of like we need a rush hour four. Like, if it never comes to be, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, that's really disappointing because it could be utter shit. You know what I mean? So uh, most of the most of me says we're good. But if it's done right and it looks right and it's, you know, God, let's hope it's not Russia hour, then I'm in. You know what I mean? But
2: if they go that fucking route, they're going to have to fix what they did with Russia Hour three with like there's a lot of trans jokes in Rush Hour Three, was there the 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 French like woman with the fucking like oh map yeah on but, her, well yeah and I'm, he I he fle- he freaks out thinking she's a fucking man. No, for, I get like, that way and longer I, than, than he should have.
1: Well, you also got that. I mean, unfortunately, you know, just getting back to the conversation we were having earlier about the LGBT community is like you have to think about the year too. We've had this conversation a couple times about a different bunch of different franchises and films. You have to look at the year of when it came out and what what the 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 um what the world was like at the time. You know what I mean? Like the the community was not as as accepted as it is now when this movie came out and probably when it was written. You know?
2: No, so. no, no. I, I acknowledge all that. I'm just saying that if they do make a fourth one, they they're not going to be able to. "Quote unquote, get away with a lot." I would of also
1: shit. think, you know, you talk about Tucker being like born again, and if that's, you know, that's the case, and I'm not arguing that, but if that's the case, and I get the feeling that like he probably wouldn't be comfortable. I mean, then again, if he they're wasn't very, comfortable
2: calling a woman a bitch,
1: he's probably not going to be as comfortable with the trans jokes either. So, I, I think, I think that is not going to be a problem. Do you know what I mean? Like. And it's, I know, think
2: it'll be a problem, but it'll be the will be the fucking people who loved all those trans jokes and all those hateful fucking things. They'll be like, "Man, I don't want my rush hour being woke."
1: Like, well, and that's the other thing. It's like, but but if you think about one and two, there's nothing like that in one and two. So there's not. I mean, like it would, it's really specific to three. Mm-hmm. You know, so which, I, is, I th- which
2: is why three is just the weirdest and. Weakest one. I it, it, no, now that sure. we've had this conversation, I I I think three is the worst.
1: Yeah, it's it's two one three for sure, without question. Yeah. And and I think I think it just needs to you know. So I, I the least of my concerns is that kind of thing making a resurgence in four if they make it. Like that's that's the least of my concerns. My concerns is forcing other stuff like the Avin Costello bit. You know, mm. not that the bit's bad, but. F- Forcing that joke into the film. You know what I mean? But they...
2: I mean, I didn't even realize until later, but, like, that was part of the joke in 2, where he thinks that... Where Jackie thinks Tucker's dead. And he says, you... Who... Who are have after? You! Who? You! Right, who? That, is that, that to you?
1: That felt more natural than what happens in three.
2: I agree. It it was, it was both. It was, Hey, there's that joke that made everyone laugh three years ago. Let's do it again. Stretch it out.
1: Right. This, this, like, I mean, obviously, and on the same thing, like when they're in, like they tried to recreate the scene at the spa where he, they get in a fight with all of Ricky Tan's you know, underlings or whatever with the kid. With the henchmen. Yeah. With the kids. And they ultimately with the really, you know, like the seven foot four, 400 pound, you know, 12 year old, you know, in in the Kung Fu uh, dojo. And, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that like that whole. Scene- I didn't view him
2: as a 12 year old. I viewed him as a, a I didn't think of him as a kid.
1: I I think the implication was it was supposed to be, but maybe not. I don't know. Either way, the point is that that whole sequence could have been completely white, except for the fact that they had to get that something out of her locker. Mm-hmm. Like they could have, they could have just referenced that we went to her locker and we're told that it was clean. They could have made a reference to it without actually shooting that whole sequence, and it would have been fine. You know. Yeah. I, I just, I just you know, so as long as they're not full, because I feel like all the other jokes in one and two, none of them were forced. I felt like they came real naturally. And apparently, to Agreed. what I was reading, Chris Tucker improvised, like, 90% of his lines throughout both films.
2: Which threw off Jackie Chan, because Jackie Chan doesn't understand American
1: improv jokes,
2: yeah. improv and jokes, until, like, like, in a lot of the... Fuck ups are some of the funniest parts. Yes, and it's not just Jackie Chan almost killing himself numerous times. <laughs> ha ha, that's funny. Right. It's more of like, hey, you know, like J- Jackie Chan having the inability to pronounce gefilte fish.
1: No, that was Chris Tucker.
2: I'm sorry, Chris Tucker.
1: Yeah, yeah, but Chris Tucker not getting gefilte fish right, you know, and that so much so that there's a scene that was in the script that had to get cut because he could not fucking get it right about and they, offering. And it to I Jackie. will
2: say they brought it back for three.
1: Yeah, uh, you know.
2: that's that's the that's one of the funniest jokes of the whole fucking movie. Well, I mean,
1: all the blubber like that. There's, you know, Jackie trying to say Madison Square Garden and can't get it. Like at one point, he wants to square Madden, which I thought as a as a Madden, Madden as a Madden football player, you know, a fan right. of the game series that that's where my brain went. I don't know why, but it did. You know, <laughs>
2: yeah. there's a there's a portion. I think it's I think it's. Second one where he says, Jackie, we'd like to, we'd like to see that Jackie. And Dodge is like, his name is Lee. God damn it.
1: Yeah, it is. It is the second one. Well, because he kept doing that into because it's right before that. They show a sequence where he's supposed to kick the door and he goes, Jackie, kick the door. And he goes, Jackie OK, again? Chris Tucker. And then and then they show it again and he does it again and he goes, Chris Tucker again or Jackie There's again, Jackie again, you know, and then and then they go to the Cheetle scene where he's fucking it up yet again and he's like, his name is Lee. Goddamn it. <laughs> So it's
2: uh, and and at one point, Chris Tucker's phone fucking goes off.
1: Yes, and,
2: and he I the, feel like that like, was
1: watching that again today because I went back and watched the outtakes today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I that feels a little forced. Like I almost feel like Chris said to somebody I, I, that's happened.
2: Me. I've seen people do that before. Yeah. On accident, I mean, like where they're just not paying attention. Their phone is in their fucking pocket. And in which case, my whole thing is, you're an actor. You shouldn't have your phone in your pocket.
1: No, but I'm saying when he says goodbye to the guy at the end of the whole thing, after he's talked to Jackie, Jackie's like, "You waste our film," you know, like that whole thing. Yeah. Chris Tucker's got this like, if you re- you really have to pay attention, and I happen to be just by coincidence. He gets this smirk on his face like, thanks. You know what I mean? Like, he never says it, but he has this look on his face like, like he set that shit up for the guy to it's, call in. It,
2: it could. Either way, if it was planned, it's still funny just to see oh, Jackie Chan yell as at a fuck, guy. Yeah. Like, like, I'm trying to imagine who could that have been on the other end, Yeah, right? was, I've
1: always wondered that myself, too. Yeah. yeah. And
2: it, it it could be, like, imagine if it was Chris Tucker's, like, mom or, or his cousin like imagine you you call up your friends like I'm filming man and then fucking he's like Jackie they want to speak to you and then it's like Jackie Chan like admonishes you like you are wasting our film
1: yeah yeah and, Like you sorry <laughs> it, here, here's the irony right so so there's some I mean, extra outtakes that aren't in because the other ones we're referring to if you you know if you haven't seen these films and why you're listening to this and haven't seen the films yet is a different conversation but. Right is these are all playing during part of the closing credits. Like these Mm -hmm. are all like running during the credits on the, the Blu-ray and I'm assuming the DVD as well. There are more outtakes that aren't in, in this thing. And what's funny is from the same movie from two, there's a sequence where Jack and it's, it's they've, they're at the casino. I know that much. Mm -hmm. I can't, Tell exactly what scene. I don't remember exactly what scene supposed to be happening, but they're at the casino. Jackie's in that suit that he gets from Jeremy Piven, and mm-hmm. you hear Jackie trying and deliver his line, and a phone goes off, but it's faint, like it's in some, it's like on someone's like chair offset, but it's it's on and it goes off, and Jackie wor- works through it and says the line again, and as he says it again, it goes off again. And, like, they go for one more time, and the same thing happens. Like, it's all rapid fire. The whole thing – this whole thing I'm explaining to you takes place in, you know, 20 seconds, you know, something like that. It's fast, Mm -hmm. right? And then you hear someone off camera. I'm assuming either Brett Ratner or, or like, a production person going, can someone get – turn off your phone, please, whatever. And Jackie's looking around, looking around, and then finally kind of goes, that's my phone. (laughs) So – And
2: this is – well, all right. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if there's constantly fucking just like phones going off. outside. I think I'm I remember just saying,
1: I'm just saying the irony of Jackie admonishing someone for like and I and we both know they shoot these movies out of out of order. So right. I don't know if they shot that first, but, you know, it, it would I think be. I remember... Yeah, I,
2: I think uh, James Cameron is known for if your cell phone goes rings in the middle of filming. Not only are you fired, but he'll take your phone and st- and and fucking
1: uh, destroy it.
2: N- yeah, but in a very specific way, he'll mm-hmm. take one of those uh, those nail guns. Oh, and and nail it into the wall. So when you leave, you get to see a fucking like wall of shame of cell phones. And I'm like, wow, James Cameron's a real.
1: T- <laughs> well, we knew that anyway. Yeah, he's um, the,
2: he's the meanest Canadian.
1: Yeah yeah he's so, are fucking uh, terminator
2: um well look i mean i i'm glad we fucking did this because i i've always i've been liking the rush hour films and and i think they should just stay at three if you're gonna make four don't do it for the gimmick of calling it fucking yes. russia hour oh, which is what sure. i i keep seeing rumors of russia there's a probability they will not do in russia because i don't think uh Putin will allow that shit to happen.
1: Especially lately. There's been some some not so great relations between our two countries. Right.
2: You, you know how you get fucking filmed in Russia? You get like Diamond and Silk to fucking film yeah. in Russia. Yeah. Oh, God. Um,. All right, well, I'm going to go fucking go to El Pollo Loco and order some fucking cavilte fish. Hey, motherfuckers, get ready for a long closing that us podcasters are obligated to do. I try to make this funny, so bear it all with me. If you're currently listening to this after an episode, then you already know how to find us. But if someone played this for you and you need directions, then you can listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Or simply Google us please don't forget to rate and comment. Seriously, we're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. Also, we do it live. Fuck it. Sorry. What I mean to say is we show off our shenanigans every Friday on GetVocal.com slash Pod That is vocal spelled V-O-K-L. This is a way for our fans and friends and family to interact with us and occasionally offer to pay for therapy. Catch these interventions at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time which is 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Do the math if you're not in either of those time zones. Also, if you happen to like us individually, I do a live reading of books called Rico's Reads. This means I take a look and read a book. Currently, I'm waiting for LeVar Burton to sue my literate ass, but I add funny voices and say fuck a lot. So it's not true plagiarism. So let me tuck your ass in on Thursdays on GetVocal.com at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for you West Coast dudes, that means 4 p.m. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew, I am at Rance Rico, and CJ is at M underscore Blade. Clearly, he put more thought into his username than I. We want to thank Logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him Logo Mike. The dude is our very own Michelangelo. If you want or need some good art, hit him up at LogoMike80 at gmail.com. That's LogoMike80 at gmail.com. We gotta give a big sloppy thank you to Samuel Lemons for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com Samuel Lemons. When life gives you Sam Lemons, you better pucker up. And fucking finally, and most important, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to, we want to. It really does mean a lot to CJ and I. You guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Hang tight for the post-credit. Damn it. I need a smoke. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, man. Damn it.